Hey, hi, hello, folks. Sorry about last week. This is the episode six intro, and boy, do we have a show for you. (laughs) It's a little disjointed. It's kind of all over the place. I think we had two official pauses, one for uh, Zaxby's, which... Then just a piss break. And then a piss break. I fed the dog. Yeah, well, the the Trumpy got fed. The second break was initiated so that we could feed the dog and so that I could pee. There's a just... Full disclosure. This one's got it all. There's a lot of belching in this one, which we put purely on Sweetwater for making a shitty grass monkey beer. But Sweetwater, do please subscribe. Please. You know, it, we could use those followers. The IPA is good. But like Stefan, this episode, this one has it all. This one does have it all. We we go everywhere. We have a special guest. Two. We have, we have two special guests. Could it should have been, been three. Could have been three, and that's on you, John. Yeah. So. <laughs> You drop the ball there, buddy. You know, answer the phone. If it's a week, if it's a Friday night around eight thirty, it's 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 this pod thing. Even better, there's parts that are definitely going to be edited out of this one, uh, involving a guest specifically. Yeah. yeah, Sometimes the guests they just she got a little she she got a little wordy. Yeah, so we'll cut wordy. that out. Yeah. But uh, it's a good episode. We had some good laughs, covered a lot of bases, barely mentioned The Sopranos. Gonna, At all. Going to go ahead and mention that. But to be fair, episode six of The Sopranos is not very interesting. Definitely one of the worst episodes. It's a building block episode yeah. for what's to come because... You call it filler. Yeah, because Junior and Livia are starting to form their let's kill Tony relationship. Mm-hmm. But there's really not a lot to talk about. Yeah. Um, but, but we had a lot of fun on this one. I we did. Say. Aside from the bad beer and the Zaxby's, it was an enjoyable experience. And you had about four handfuls of peanut M&M's. That was also a mistake. But Is it ever a mistake? I don't, well, well yeah. But, uh, if you work for Mars <laughs> or M&M, please do subscribe. Anyways, uh, it's a long one, so sit back. If you happen to be in Los Angeles stuck in traffic, you've got to, you've got, you're going to, I don't, this beer. <laughs> This beer has made me feel bad and killed my ability to think. It's the one of those beers, like you said, gave you no buzz, only the burps. Yeah. It's like drinking Miller 64. Oh, wow. It's no good. Never done that. I'll we, trust that it's we bad. Bought Miller six, we bought a 12-pack of Miller 64 once because, hey, it's low-cal. Let's, let's give it a shot. And I had like nine of them. And I was like, I feel terrible. And I have no <laughs> buzz. This was a stupid idea. I'm just full of bubbly beer. <laughs> And but I, you're healthy. And I'm, I'm like, but it's low cal. It's, it's like, low yeah. cal. It's like, or I could have had two strong IPAs and feel great with the uh, same cal count. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Anyways, this is episode six of TPTO. W-F-U-C-K. The band. <laughs> Please subscribe, rate, review, and share. Share. Follow us, follow us on iTunes. Get in touch with us at TPTO. Pod at gmail.com. Can I say something? Just to be clear, we're not trying to be rich famous off this podcast, but just share it. We share just, it. Just share it. If you tell your friends and they listen and they subscribe and they. If they rip, like inappropriate things, yeah, I mean, the more listeners, feeling awkward and dirty inside, it's even better. Yeah, the more listeners we get, the more likely we are to eventually get an actual sponsor and maybe actually. In a real studio. Improve the content. Oh, also, last. Well, not last, because we might have something else. Uh, not a long intro. There's baby noises. In this. It literally has it all. Yeah. This one has baby noises, dog barks, burps. Yep. Just be aware. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. So enjoy this episode. Tune in next week for episode seven. Tell your friends. Help us grow our audience. If we get enough people listening to this thing, maybe one day we could even do a live episode at a venue somewhere. Oh, the dream. That'd be cool. 
So anyways, enjoy episode six. We'll see you next week for seven. Until then, this is TPTO signing out. Holla. And we're rolling. Episode six. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just literally just said, let's not mention what number we're on. I forgot. That's all right. We've had some vodka <laughs> and some beers. My bad. It's, but we, you know, we do it for you. And full disclosure, two full disclosures, episode six, full disclosure. There is a baby in the house now. We have a new dad here yeah. with us. So you might hear her. She loves podcasts. Uh, so far, or not she, so much. She might not. Yeah. Second full disclosure, we, we don't have cannolis on the way. We do have some Zaxby's chicken fingers on the way. I just feel like that's something that if they had had Zaxby's in Orange County, New Jersey, the, the Sopranos would have ordered it. Is that what county they're in? I think so. Do we know that? Bergen? No, it's not Bergen, because that would be Newark. That's where W-F-U-C-K is. W-F-U-C-K! The band! <laughs> Those t-shirts will be available soon. <laughs> WFCK. Yeah, that's what we're bam. talking about. That's what I was saying. It's like, I want to make some WFUCK the BAM. <laughs> like, 98.5. It needs to be that really... And our pictures, we need to be in it on the shirt. Yeah. But it needs to be cartoonish as fuck. Like, imagine, like, an <laughs> early 90s Braves t-shirt with, like, Ron Gantlett, like a, yeah. like a, like a cartoon. Well, yeah, like, just picture, like, the Atlanta WSB, like, oh, logo, yeah. depend on it. But it's... <laughs> W-F-U-C-K! <laughs> we got weather and traffic coming up in five. Until then, here's Nickelback. <laughs> oh, man. Never made it as a wise man. Oh, fucking Nickelback. They get a lot of hate. They get a lot of hate, but they're still doing their thing. There's a great comedian. His name, oh. I think his name's Shane Torres. Yeah. He's got a great stand-up bit about, like, Him and, what uh, did Guy, Guy Fieri, Fieri ever yeah. do? It's like, everybody loves Anthony Bourdain, but he looks like somebody who'd be mean to dogs. <laughs> From what I can tell, it looks like the only thing he ever did was go after his dreams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good one. I've seen it. A lot of people have shared that on FB. Yeah, and at some point he says, people shit on him like he's Nickelback. <laughs> While I'm thinking about it. <laughs> did Nickelback ever do? <laughs> Which, I mean, fair point, but I still I still don't like them. So, uh, a lot of stuff to talk about. I did have a baby. Well, I didn't personally have it. Uh, no. My wife did. No, you just witnessed. I, I was witness. I, a couple things about that. Um, as a father yourself, I th- nothing really surprised me about the experience, mm. um, with one exception. Uh, we had to do a cesarean. Yeah. So... Got a little dicey there at the end. Did you watch that? I didn't watch it. I'll tell I you, hearing it was to. worse. I wouldn't want to. She was wearing headphones. She was listening to, to Mozart, and and she was shaking a little bit from the heavy dump of drugs and the epidural coming in. Uh, but I could hear it all, and it's worse. It's kind of like, of course, seeing it would have been, uh, of course, worse. But hearing it is one thing. Yeah, no, and um, no bueno. But I will say this: they, you know, they put you in. They got you wearing the. the the garb. Yeah, you, they, the, yeah. The, once you pivot, the scrubs. Yeah, once you pivot from uh, regular or whatever they call, I don't know, <laughs> yeah. vaginal birth. Vaginal to, birth. Once yeah. you pivot, it's like, all right, now we're in an operating yeah. room. So everybody put on the green outfits. Yeah. So I'm, I'm totally in the green and blue. <sighs> Man, hey. I thought we had a rule. 
No. No? Okay. No, we had a request. We had a request. We had a request. We had a request. <laughs> That's right. It's different. <laughs> it's more like guidelines, not rules. Uh, but yeah, so I'm scrubbed out and they're doing their thing. And then the, the, the doctor, there's no pockets. I don't know if a lot of people know that, but because they tell you to bring your phone. They're like, you know, Dad, yeah. do you have your phone? I'm like, well, yeah, but I don't think I should. Because the first thing I'm thinking is that old <laughs> statistical fact yeah. that we talked about yeah. before we started that <laughs> cell phones basically have doo doo all over them. Do you know what I do with this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this spends more time looking at online porn than it does calling people that I love and know. This uh, never, <laughs> I never go to the bathroom without this. Do you remember the old American Express ads? Never leave home without it. Well, for my phone, yeah. it's never take a shit without yeah, it. Yeah, my phone has seen every shit since it's, it, well. Full yeah. disclosure, you know, I, disclosure. I set it down, I wipe, I pick it back up. Yeah, but I do, I do wash first. I set it down, There is a, wipe, I, wash. I, I at work, I have a sort of a transition of phone's going to rest here on the sink uh -huh. now, clean up. Wash hands. Now we pick it up. Got it. But it's still in Before there. we go down the fecal matter in the phones. But that's what I was thinking. I, I don't want to go too far down that wormhole. But what I was saying is. It's a deep wormhole. I, I shoved it into the the arm sleeve, like where the on the wrist. Sure. It's got like a little yeah. elastic to keep that tight. I just shoved it down in there. And it's like a three-minute process. Very surprisingly quick, which mm. is amazing. Uh, and the, the doctor, she says, uh, Dad, are you ready? And I was like, oh, yeah. And I start tugging on this phone, trying to get it. Couldn't get it out. Ripping, ripping the sleeve on this thing. And she's like, okay, are you ready? And I was like, yeah. And I, I had the thought. What does she mean ready for? To take a picture. Okay. Sorry, I should have been clear. Because, you know, you're behind that Well, curtain. I didn't know if you meant picture or uh, oh, well, hold on. cut. See, that's where we're headed. Okay. Trust me, just follow, follow me on this one. So they have that curtain up. Mm. And I had the assumption, having heard what was going on behind that curtain, that they would lift said baby, like Simba, yeah. Up above the curtain, I would snap a photo. Ha ha, love. And then, then they would go back to putting my wife back together. Mm. And uh, that's not how they do it. No. <laughs> no, no. You stand up, look over curtain, try to contain the vomit <laughs> while, you snap, <laughs> while you're snapping yeah. photos. But having said that, it was beautiful. But it's it, like saving Private Ryan down here. It really kind of is. And it, Leah's always saying, that's the baby, by the way, so we'll try to talk over her. Yeah. But what it was funny because I always had these secure, uh, what do you call it? There? She hates podcasts. She doesn't like podcasts. But I was like, I've seen more of my wife now officially than any person alive. Yeah. That's... I've seen the guts. But what I'm telling you was, that was even that was not surprising. Yeah. What was surprising was the umbilical cord. The color or the? The thickness. Yeah. The color. Well, the scissors they it's... give you, are it's like, like. I remember for my second, it was like, I'm, you, you see the umbilical cord and it's, and it's like, these aren't going to do it. Yeah. And then it's just like, it's like, it's like, it's like when they show the fancy knife on the infomercial, just uh -huh. slicing right through the tomato. Yeah, the Ginsu going yeah, right through. It's like, yeah, cuts no, through these shoe work. leather. That's yeah. what these, we make them specifically but for this. What I'm saying is I didn't get a chance to do that because again, they were. All surgical things were they were yeah they probably have a different uh, process different process there. I didn't yeah. do it with Adelaide I only did it with the second they right. didn't give me the option the first time well when I'm looking at this thing, and I have pictures of this now because like I said they were like snap all the photos and I just started blindly snapping you know? yeah once I got past looking at the interior of my wife I looked down <laughs> and I was like holy shit that's the umbilical cord yeah and I was like. It's huge and yeah. it's gray. I did yeah. not anticipate that. I always thought it would be like this clear, like you know, it's like something matrixy. It is. And then I looked at it, and someone says, "What does it look like?" I said, "The only thing I can compare it to 
It's like when you have a pair of jumper cables mm-hmm. that only the ends disconnect where you actually put it on the battery. The rest of it's connected all the way through. Yeah. It's like that. It's like thick and bulbous and gray. And I was yeah. like, I had no idea. What's weird to think about is that that wasn't there before. Mm. That whole thing formed along with the baby. Yeah. Like this, 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 this tube, this uh, fleshy garden hose <laughs> grew inside your wife's body. Which now I have to say it makes more sense when they say, oh, what happened? Oh, the tube got tied around its foot and that's why he's got a smaller foot or whatever. Yeah. Cause you're like now I am back in the day. I'm like, oh, that sounds just like that would be an inconvenience. But now you see the core and you're like, Jesus. Yeah. No, it's, it's hardcore that I, I've. I can't imagine witnessing or even seeing taking pictures of a C-section. That that seems intense. It was. I've kept them though, and the more you look at them, the more you're like, it is just kind of. We were grateful. It had to be that way. We had no option. No other yeah, option. Yeah, that's. I mean, I I know so many guys when my wife was going to give birth, were like, "Don't look, don't look, bro." <laughs> it's like, what are you five? Like that's what. Like biologically speaking, that's what this organ is meant it's to like do. It has two jobs. Yeah. Something going in. Something coming out, and the coming out is always bigger. Yeah, always. And these are sorry, these are these are peanut M and M's, or as we call them here, protein bites. You good? No, I'm good. Okay. What we have here is Brent's found my uh, Costco size peanut M and M jar, and his rationale is they don't seem to be getting less as he's eating them because yeah. the jar is so big, so that is allowing him more opportunity to eat more. Yeah, I've eaten a hundred, but <clears throat> but anyways, I do have a daughter now, super super stoked, and we have a lot to talk about, and I wanted to come back, circle back. You've got some interesting happenings from the week. Before, uh, inevitably, we, this is a podcast. Again, we have to remind people hmm. about The Sopranos. We will get to that. But tell us a little yeah, bit well, about, uh, well, you had two. You had two big stories. I have two things going on. You choose. Before I do get to the stories, we should have done this at the top, and we'll do it in the intro. But uh, we, we would like to ask everybody, if you're liking what you're hearing, you're on episode <sighs> six, please subscribe on iTunes. Please rate it. Give it a five-star rating if you love it. And Give it a one-star. Shit. No such thing as bad publicity. At this point, no. <laughs> Written reviews are great, but that's not really a big deal. But the biggest thing you can do is you can share, share. it. Tell your friends and coworkers and your moms and grandmoms about Sharing it. is caring. It would, you know, <clears throat> I've said it before. We like doing it. It's fun. But we also want listeners. So if you're enjoying what you're hearing, tell your, your friends and neighbors about it. As far Amen. As, as far as my stories for the, um, <laughs> we should we should sort of clarify. There's been some time between this recording and episode five, probably two weeks. I yep, think. Yeah. You well, know, where you know, yeah. one and two we did in the same day, three and four we did in the same day. Five had a little bit of space to it. Six has had even more. So there's there's been some things going on. I'll tell the the funny story first. I'll admit though, this did stress. Kristen out. This stressed my wife out a bit. Well, that's because she was involved in more she of it was, than you She were. was there like right. hardcore. We're at a we're at a Mexican restaurant as a family. Me, my wife, our two daughters, and my parents. Good call there. Well, these M&M's, it was a bad idea to eat M and M's right before telling a story. Anyways, <laughs> protein it's, bites. It's a little divey Mexican place. It's nothing nothing crazy. Give it a shout out. <laughs> El Torero. El Torero, next to Roswell High School, if you're in the uh, Roswell or greater Atlanta area. Maybe one of them hears that we get free burritos. You never know. Fucking knows. It's good food. Is she it? Is, she is mad about she's something. She's mad. She's a little... It was just really funny, because I thought we timed this podcast when she's <laughs> usually going down. 
But this might add a cute element because every time I post something political, two likes. I could post post her having a fart and I'm going to get 200. (laughs) Do you know? I suppose she could be hungry. It has been 20 minutes. Yeah. Anyways, we're at El Torero. We're having some cheap Mexican food. It's it's good food. It's it's your basic gringo Tex-Mex. Uh-huh. Um, you know, margaritas are made with Cuervo gold, that sort of thing. Oh, the classy stuff. Yeah. You're not even getting the Don Q. No. <laughs> nice. Anyways, um, my oldest, she's four. She made friends with this little boy there who was seven. And they're playing with, uh, they're playing with change. They're, they're, we've been done eating. We're, on, we're having pesos? our- Pesos? No. Oh, like real. Okay. Quarters. Okay. Quarters and pennies. There's like- there's I've heard two different, by the way. Not to interrupt you, but I've heard your mom said it was quarter, or you said it was a penny. No, I've we'll, heard we'll, get, we'll get there. Okay. They were playing with quarters. They were spending them on the ground. The, oh. the seven-year-old totter had to spin them on the ground by flicking them. Now, I have to be clear here. I did not witness this because it, as timing would have it, I made my way to the bathroom while all of this happened. One or two? Uh, it was a one. Okay. Anyways, so... I just like my stories to be as... What happened was <laughs> the quarter flicking and spinning on the ground turned into throwing change up into the air, like directly above them. Mm-hmm. And not throwing it hard, like, because I mean, my daughter doesn't throw anything hard. So we're talking... She's however tall, and we're talking a foot over her head, just throwing and then let and enjoying the clink clink sound it makes when it hits uh, on the ground. Right, right, right. Now, to our immediate left is a particularly odd-looking couple, uh, a woman that I can best describe as as uh, Bill Ingvall's dorkfish. <laughs> Significant overbite. For those who don't understand, okay, I was going to say, for those of you who might not understand Bill Ingvall's uh, Dorkfish, you know, uh, which uh, I'll say I'm not a fan of I'm Bill Ingvall, but this wasn't yeah. particularly funny. Go ahead. She's got, she's got like feathered hair out of the 70s, but she's not of that generation. She, I'd, I'd put her at 40, maybe. I'm going to ask, because that's one thing we never discussed when you told me this story yeah, originally. She, she's not like an old woman. I'd put her in her 40s, uh-huh. rocking like uh, a bad tie-dye shirt. And, oh, tie-dye. And like flared leg jeans, and, you know, no makeup, significant oh, wow. overbite. Oh, Lord. Thick glasses. Did she have any? Did she have a pinky ring? No. 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 My just, mind's eye. I just saw a pinky ring. Just at a quick glance, because that's really all I got out of mm-hmm. out of seeing her. Not, not, a, not a looker. Okay. And she seemed odd. And I actually did not see her, her male friend, her husband, or the big guy, whatever he was. It was described to me as he was a big fat piece of shit. <laughs> that was that was the description. Anyways, could be the third member of the new podcast we're while starting. The, while the kids are throwing change, at some point she just goes, oh, "They threw a penny and it hit my eye." <laughs> and it's like, well, first of all, even if they did throw change at you, they're not throwing pennies; they're throwing quarters. So get it fucking. Up. <laughs> first so, chink in the armor, Ted. Second of all, they they weren't throwing them in any direction; they were just throwing them up and listening to them clank on the ground. So she says that, and she just starts sobbing, and then her big fat piece of shit, and that's a direct quote from my family yeah, husband's we, we like, yeah. she wears contacts, the, and then and when they say that, you know, they're this is she already stormed out, right? Uh, no, at this point, I think she's just still okay. sitting there crying over over a, a penny allegedly hitting her right, in the eye, right? Which I should add, nobody saw any change go anywhere in this direction. They were separated by a good five or six feet. Yeah. And so he gets up and he like bows up over it. 
I think like, there's a part you... missing here. And I know you weren't there. And no, I've heard this story from more, your mom. There's more coming. She storms out, though. Yeah, there's and more. That, but see, the part I love, and I, for those who are there, <laughs> <laughs> y'all can come back and correct us. Yeah. And I'm not trying to take over here, but I'm saying when your mom told me the story, the, the penny yeah. comment was made. I've been, I've been struck in the eye yeah. from the grassy knoll by this four-year-old child by the penny. Yeah. She got up and walked out. That's and she said. I said, "What did the big fat piece of shit do?" <laughs> and she said, "Nothing. He just stayed there eating his food." Mm. And then when he realized it was getting a little uncomfortable, he then turned and said, "My wife wears contacts." Well, that may and be that's true. That's where Kristen was like, "Okay, yeah, that may be true." I was. It was sort but of the fact that he continued. <laughs> like yeah. he watched it. He watched the the fucking fish. Yeah, like, storm yeah, out. She's nuts. And, yeah. and probably knew. Yeah, like this was just her. And was like, I'm. I'm, it's kind of like Walter and Big Lebowski. I mean, I'm I'm staying. I'm finishing my coffee. I'm finishing my fucking burrito. But from my understanding, he's like, she wears contacts, to which my wife and another uh, another woman there who's not related to us, but we were all kind of hanging out, she said, they both are like, well, we have these, these are our kids, and we both wear contacts. <sighs> She's okay. And it's like, we didn't even see this happen. And he bows up over it, to, to which prompted my mother to say, you better sit your ass down. Because <laughs> fortunately, Pappy, Uncle Hoyt, whatever you want to call him, he's, he's in between the big fat piece of shit and my four-year-old, who, thank God, is oblivious to this whole thing. Because she is kind of sensitive and she's prone to get kind of anxious about things like this. Had she known her penny <laughs> slash quarter... She wouldn't, I'm not saying that she had struck someone. She wouldn't be worried about that. She would have been made anxious by strangers getting, making angry faces mm-hmm. at her. So, yes, the dorkfish has stormed out. <laughs> and after this, this dumb fuck, uh, you know, bows up and then gets told to sit his ass down, he leaves too. Yeah. Now, it's my theory that this is all bullshit and this was a quick scheme free on their food. part to get a free mm-hmm. meal because they left with food still on the table. And, you know, their Diet Coke or whatever, you know, whatever they were drinking. It, sure. It wasn't anything cool like alcohol. Right. Uh, they bolt. They're the people that go to a Mexican restaurant and don't drink alcohol. <laughs> it's like, what, yeah. are you, what are you coming? You yeah. want water and a quesadilla? Yeah. Like, just make that shit at home. Yeah. Uh, so they disappear. This is when I now come back from the bathroom, sit down, and they rehash. <laughs> the person telling the story yeah. has now finally showed up to the story. They rehash it all for me, and I think it's funny. My wife is kind of stressed about it, my you know. And while they're recounting the events, Dorkfish storms back <laughs> into the restaurant. <laughs> And she's like, I I want to file an incident report. Favorite I, part of the story. I want to file an incident report. I want their names. I want her name. And that's when I turn I turn and just kind of loudly say in her direction, like, what, do, do you want to put the cuffs on the four-year-old yourself? <laughs> but she doesn't she doesn't acknowledge that. And it, it occurs to me like this this is the kind of person who puts on the neck brace after a fender bender. Oh yeah, this is this is a piece of shit looking to get a free ride from somebody. Mm-hmm. And I was like, she's my sarcasm will be wasted. She's on also her. the same person that would then go home, and she's she. This is the kind of person that goes out and get tries to get free meals from a Mexican restaurant and <laughs> get a police report from a four year old. Yeah, but then will go home and post highly radical right wing nonsense about how. <laughs> About how the millennials want everything for free. Yeah, probably and so. Yeah, that's what the, the dorkfish is definitely yeah. uh, posting it and ranting about 
millennials. To the to the owner's credit, my parents go to this particular place frequently, and he's just kind of like shaking his head. And he does speak English, but from what I can kind of gather from a distance, he's kind of playing like, I, I don't know what you mean. I don't know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. He's using a language barrier in his advantage. Smart. And uh, and yeah. and she's just being ridiculous. And it's at that point that my, my dad's like, let's just pay and go before mm-hmm. she actually does, before we have to stand here and actually explain to policemen what, what may or may not have happened and get involved with this dumb person. Yeah. And so while we're standing, it's one of the kind of places where you pay at the counter. We're putting on jackets. Classy. I don't remember if she's still in there or not at this point, but I just remember kind of saying out loud, if this lady's trying to get money, she's barking up the wrong fucking mm-hmm. tree because there's no money in my pocket. <laughs> Come at me, bitch. <laughs> you, want, you want all my wealth? You got it. Who do I make the check out to? <laughs> I can pretty much guarantee you it's going to bounce. That or it's going to, not to reference Big Lebowski for a second time yeah. in this week's episode, but it would be a 69 cent check. <laughs> it's like, uh, how does $30 sound? That's about what I'm walking around there with you go. right Have now. at it, bitch. So, yeah. But uh, a good story about the kind of people that yeah. are in the world today. Yeah. They just, I, they, all that being said, the part when you called me, or actually when you texted me the story, and then I, I felt obliged to call because I thought you were making yeah. this up for. No, it was legit. When you when I called you back, the part that struck me was not that someone got upset that a penny hit them and that a child did it. It was the, or even, I'm not even surprised that someone was after a free meal. Yeah. But I am surprised that they stormed back in and wanted to make a report that would involve. An incident An report. incident report that would involve, like, somewhere, if she had pushed through with that, yeah. a Roswell officer would have had to come to the scene yeah. and take your daughter's name yeah. and, the, and the other child's name. Yeah. And the whole time he would have been looking at Dorkfish. <laughs> like, you know, and I, on that note, I had the thought, like, if it had gone that far, Daddy probably would have gotten arrested because if if a policeman wanted to question my four year old, but that's the it would not. Have, I, I would have like turned he, into Mama Bear. As a, I'm only I'm only I've only been a dad now for almost two weeks, but I would have welcomed yeah an officer coming to the scene just so I could see said officer's face. Now, had it turned into the officer like being super protocol and wanting to pull my four year old daughter to the side, yeah, I'm definitely it's going to go viral. That I'm yeah. still happy at that point because yeah. now I'm going to get arrested. Yeah, but it's going to go into that four or five million like views. Yeah, fortunately, territory. you've brought this up before since we did hit the lottery and we are white guys. We probably you probably wouldn't get murdered. No, probably no, tased. I'm not going to die. You yeah. get tased in on Facebook if you were uh, any shade of brown. You would have gotten shot. Twice. Oh, yeah. times in the yeah. back. <laughs> uh, Let's not go so far. It just would have been more violent. It would have been a more violent for arrest. For sure, for sure. So we <laughs> we scoot. She's not anywhere out in the parking lot or anything, because that's our next thought is like, are these fuckers like out in the parking lot going to, you know, going to come get in our face? It's like, does she have a neck brace waiting? You know, uh, M&M's. Is it, is it it's the beer? It's the M&M's and the beer. M- chocolate the Zaxby's beer. is not going to help. No. We're going to have to pause for this axe piece. It just occurred to me. <laughs> they won't know that. You won't know that. Uh, no, unless we announce we're going to take a break. please do subscribe. Zaxby's, we are looking for sponsors. Please email. I, we've been told by multiple people that we need commercial breaks. TPTOpod at gmail.com <laughs> for all the uh, sponsorship inquiries. Well, that's a good story. Um, I thought of a few. I know you have another one. Yeah, I do. And it's, it's why don't you do the other one? But let's not go on the extent of the rant. I hope that wasn't the baby that I just heard drop to the floor <laughs> upstairs. But let's give us like 
Does Leah need to be lifting weights right now? No, like, she's not. But <laughs> give us the distill. Okay, so that was your funny one. I'll give you the abridged version. Give us the abridged version of why you've been so... Fr- and I think for those who might listen and follow on, on Brent's Facebook, you might have already yeah. seen a little well, bit of the story. Have you, have you been involved in a mortgage before? Have you had to mortgage anything? It's going to make you mad. We own this place outright. Well, I know that, but I don't know. I my, That's what my question was. Did you, when you... No. Came, to answer you, your question, you, no. You didn't, have to, you didn't no. have to go through the mortgage process. No, this place has been paid for for some time. Um, when you go through any mortgage, there is a, a two to three week underwriting period where they just want to just just peel every layer of the onion back and like there's a dollar deposit in your checking account what is that (laughs) we need to know what that is and so underwriting whether you have a good experience or a horrible experience even the best case scenario of home buying underwriting is a nightmare my mortgage company called me in january to see if i wanted to refinance our mortgage because we have a lot of equity in the house and we could use that equity to pay off our credit card debt, mm-hmm. be debt-free, only increase the mortgage a little bit, and to kind of offset the closing costs, we'll get to skip two months of our mortgage payment now, March and April. Mm-hmm. It's like a no-brainer. Like, yeah, let's do it. And the guy that that sold me on it is like, I've already seen your credit score. I've seen your income. I've seen your debt. We can make this work for you. Let's, you know, What do you say? Let's get this rolling. And he was kind of salesman but whatever. I was like, yeah, yeah you make a good point. I'm not... Not Coots here. Ah, Zaxby's is here. We'll uh, we'll take a quick break and I'll come back and bitch about my mortgage company. All right, so we're back. Sorry about the weird cutoff there, but uh, we had to stop and eat some chicken. <laughs> so just to kind of, I want to go through this very quickly. It's it is a lengthy story, but anyways, the guy that set me on this path to refinance, he gets the ball rolling. I'm sending him documentation, proof of income, W twos, all that shit. At some point over the first two weeks, he just falls off the map, quits returning my emails, my phone calls. I can't, I can't get him to do shit. And so I call his department and I say, hey, if, no, if nobody's going to work with me on this, if this guy can't call me back, I'm out. I didn't come to y'all for this. You came to me. You know, it's a good deal, but, you know, this dude ain't doing his job. Within 20 minutes, they had somebody new assigned to me and I basically started all over. So because of his... Yeah, because of his disappearing act, I pretty much lost the whole month of February to get this process going. And underwriting takes like three weeks. And it's all crucial to get done quickly because the whole sales point was skip March and April. So the closer we get to March, the more likely I'm going to have to pay my March mortgage. So anyways, uh, I go through the process all over again with her. March is just rolling right along and I'm not getting any clear indicator from them where we're at. How much longer are we close? And the rule of thumb with mortgages is pay it by the first or pay it on the first. It's late, quote unquote, after the fifth. You get penalized after the 15th. So they give you a 10 day grace beyond the fifth of every month to pay your mortgage. So it's March 15th and I'm still in underwriting. And I call this girl and her assistant and their manager. And I'm like, what the fuck do I do? Today is the day that it has to be paid or I'm in trouble where are we at? Are we going to close? And they finally call me back at the end of that day. It was Friday the 15th. And they say, hey, everything's done. We got all the paperwork we need. We're, we're going through underwriting now. We're going to get in touch with a title company so that you can go do your closing paperwork on Monday. Don't pay your March mortgage. We're going to close you on Monday. 
I get a call from them, not Monday, but Tuesday, because they didn't answer my fucking phone calls <laughs> on Monday. I get a call from the manager saying, hey, after further review, your debt to income ratio is not going to make this work. So we're not going to be able to do it. Oh, you probably should have paid your mar- mortgage on Friday. Oh, man. And I'm like, how do you strangle someone through a cell phone? <laughs> <laughs> but she says, but we can still do this. We just need to add your wife to the mortgage. We'll add her credit and her income, and that will give us the numbers that we need. So we kind of start the process all over again, but not quite so much because I've already done a lot of the legwork. We're just now adding somebody to it. The thing you have to keep in mind this company pulled my credit. And every time you do a hard pull on your credit, of it, it takes a hit. They pulled it three times up until now. And I was already, I'll, I'll admit, not in great credit shape. But they pulled it three times. And then when we reapplied jointly, now with my wife added, they pulled it a fourth time. And when they did that, my credit score dropped below the allowable limit to do a refinance. So I got a phone call last Wednesday saying... Now your credit score is too low. We fixed the income to debt problem, but because your credit score dropped so much, we can't do this anymore. Sorry. We'll send you a bill for the appraisal, and we'll revisit this in the future. Mm. To which I said, uh, fuck you. <laughs> I'm not paying the appraisal. You can. I'll wipe my ass with it if you send it to me. <laughs> and so for the last, I mean, I blew them up on Facebook. I've been shitting on them on Yelp and Google+. Plus and... Uh, I did communicate with them a little bit today. There is some light at the end of the tunnel. Maybe they might let me. Uh, they might let me skip my April and May payments to kind of recover financially because they they put me in like a a month long hole basically that I now have to get out of. Because aside from telling me not to pay my mortgage, they told me not to pay the bills that we were going to pay off with equity cash. It's oh, like don't make your minimum payment because we're going to pay it in full and we're almost done. So everybody that I have to normally pay month to month, I'm a month behind on, and I'm a month behind on the mortgage. So basically, if I could drive to Texas and strangle three people and get away with it, I'm kind of at the point where I might consider it. Well, you know, up until a few days ago, you could have contacted someone in Austin to to handle this for you. But unfortunately, well, or fortunately, conversely. Yeah. The bomber didn't quite make it. Yeah. So it's shitty. I, uh... Uh, the whole process sucked. There's not even anything funny about it. And at this point now, I just kind of have to wait and see if they're going to give me any sort of uh, restitution, maybe is the word. Wow. And uh, you've turned this into like a TED talk about finance and mortgages. The whole thing about it is what pisses me off is they came to me. I was not like desperate seeking help. I was in a pretty good place. I had taken out a personal loan last year to get out of the unmanageable credit card debt I had. And we were making payments on time. We were saving a little bit of money. And they were like, hey, you've got a lot of equity in your house. Let's do this thing. It's a great deal. Why not do it? It's like, yeah. I mean, when you look at it on paper, I even asked a friend who does mortgages. And she was like, I mean, I hate to see you do this because of you, you're losing some equity. But given the state of things, you kind of can't. It's a really good deal. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, that was like 50 fucking days ago. And now here I am in, in just horrible shape. She's got... Been over the barrel and shown all 50 I, states. What I said before, they raw-dogged me, yeah. didn't pull out, or give me a reach-around. You need to get tested. I do. You I need to get, get tested, and i got to figure out how to switch fucking mortgage companies. Trump's America. 
<laughs> that's you know what <laughs> hashtag <laughs> thanks thanks Trump well thank, well, well thanks th- thanks Obama thanks Obama <laughs> crooked Hillary is what, what got you into this whole mess it's all it's all it's all the current and former president's fault yeah but yeah well, it's just it's just the bullshit of the week I was like well, let's talk about something more positive sure sure I'm on board well I'm just saying we got a lot of weddings coming up right I am looking forward to that trip yeah I. <laughs> <laughs> to tie it back into what I was just saying, I was kind of counting on the new cash <laughs> to, <laughs> to, to pay for my rental car while we're right. out there. I'm like, hey, no, this will be easy because I, I do. The hey, free- kids, I told you about Disneyland. Yeah. We're not going. <laughs> Seriously, when the guy pitched it to me, I was like, no, this is great. If I skip my March and April mortgage payment, all that cash I can set aside for expenses in L.A. I can get a I can get a good rental car. You know, it's like that alone is like, yeah, let's do it. That frees up cash for this trip that's coming up. Mm-hmm. It's all gone. We're going right. to wa- we're going to walk from the airport to the house. <laughs> How about this? We'll rent a big SUV <laughs> and we'll just we'll we'll all use. We'll, we'll figure something out. Yeah. I think we're flying out on different days, but we'll figure something. Yeah, out. don't worry about it. We'll figure out something. <laughs> something will work. But out. yeah, we do have. Uh, well, not I, just that. So that, that's where I was going. I'm pumped about that wedding. Coming that's going to be great. And we actually have some surprises in store there that we don't we'll, we'll save for later episodes, but on that for that particular wedding. But last night we had a friend over. And, you know, when you have a baby, all of a sudden you gotta people, see the baby. You gotta see the baby. <laughs> so we had a lot of people over, and we were talking, and uh, kind of the subject matter of like parties in general kind of came up about how we social interaction. That was really the whole the whole vibe of this particular conversation last night. And I was saying, you know, I'm kind of a wallflower in the big party. I don't know how you are. How do you... Like big bo- parties? Yeah, not like that, like, high school movie. Well, no, not like that. Like where that, that unrealistic party where yeah. there's, like, 800 kids in a, in a fucking house. Yeah. And But it, it wouldn't matter if it was 20 or, or 40 or 50 I'm still kind of a wallflower. And it's funny because people are like, but you're so funny. <laughs> and you know this. Yeah. You're the same way. Like, but you're so funny. Why? And I'm like, because I don't fucking know anybody here. Yeah. And we were talking about that. And or uh, I do, and I don't want to talk to yeah, anybody. I know. Yeah, or exactly. <laughs> I don't know anybody here. Or I God, know every fucking here. Ned. I, I got to go small talk with that motherfucker about the weather again. <laughs> God, it's never, it's just, you know what? Honestly, I would welcome weather conversations with a lot of the people that I see. But we were we were discussing, and uh, and the wedding kind of aspect came up because not only do we have my sisters in L.A. that we're all excited about, mm. we've got one in three or four weeks uh, we, with yeah. one of my wife's best friends, we and have, she's in the wedding. Oh, cool! So it's like an all day thing. We're in the same boat. We have two in April, one in June. It's that and then season. Your sisters in yeah. in July. But we were discussing weddings, and I, and I was telling them about one of my wife's other best friends got married in Hilton Head last year, and. I didn't, you know, she was in that one too. And you're going to go to this it's destination wedding, which in all honesty is not so bad. There's way worse. Hilton Head, okay, a couple hours drive. Yeah. No big deal. It's like if a friend says, we're getting married, you're like, oh, that's great. Like, we want you to be there. I'm like, cool, where's that? And they're like, Barbados. And I'm like, okay, well, here's your card. <laughs> <laughs> so do I take 95? Or... <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I get on the four... Where, did, where where is my chartered plane going to pick me up at that I'm not going to pay for? Is the, my type thing. Is the boat uh, is the boat an inflated kind or is it like a solid piece? Yeah. 
That's really, I <laughs> yeah. mean. Because for some of these destination weddings, it's like whenever the Cubans drop off their raft, yeah. just put me back on it <laughs> and float me out to sea because that's the only way I'll get there. The destination wedding is an easy way to not actually invite, invite a handful of people. But there are people that assume you're coming, but that's beside the point. But anyways, it was in Hilton Head. and uh, It's just Bora Bora, Jesus. <laughs> You can't make a fucking Have trip. you not saved any money? Uh, but we went to this wedding. I knew one person there. The now the one that's actually getting married in four weeks, the husband. And we weren't great. We're actually we're not great friends, but we you know, you, you latch on to people that you know. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, when it's that's like the first day of uh, that's like the first lunch freshman year of high school. You're just like, oh fuck, fuck do I know yeah, anyone anxiety. in this room? Oh man, like I kind of know you, and then you make eye contact, and it's like, let's yes. let's sit together. That is, you know, <laughs> we could do a podcast solely on first day of school lunchroom etiquette and behavior. That's when I became friends with the m- many mentioned uh, uh, Adam. Yeah, like we our eyes met, and it's like I know you. Yeah, let's and this is like we saw an empty booth and it's like, let's go there. Yeah, and that's how it happens. But anyways, we 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 the only two people that really knew each other. We also knew we were lone wolves, so yeah. why not pack up? Yeah. And so anyway, and we also knew our wives were in the wedding. So the day of the wedding comes, we went there for the rehearsal dinner. That was fine, except for the actually <laughs> sidebar at the rehearsal dinner. Mm. The groom's father had a heart attack. Whole another story. Did he uh, live? He lived, okay, but well. he had a heart attack at the rehearsal dinner and didn't make it to the actual ceremony, but that's a whole other thing. Uh, but anyways, so after, yeah. He's he, got a good excuse. He lived. Uh, <laughs> the next day, my wife says to me very calmly and nicely, hey, I know I'm going to be gone all, all day, and I know you're going to go to the beach, but please don't get fucked up. <laughs> that was her words. Like, yeah. or not, she didn't say don't get fucked up. She just said, be reasonable. By the time the wedding starts. And you're just like, fuck, I mean, I can only jerk off so many times. Like, what else am I going to do? <laughs> yeah. So, and, and we had met another friend there, a guy named Rodney, cool, super cool guy. But he, he knew more people than me and this other guy did. Yeah. So we all kind of made a little triumvirate of friends. And we went to, my, my I had a great strategy, by the way. For those who, whose wife tells you to don't go to the beach and get two day drunk, this is what you do. I didn't drink any liquor. Which is a, a huge well, that's thing. That's definitely rule number one. That's rule number one. And I don't like beer, so for me, that's a real struggle. So I, I went to Publix there in Hilton Head, and I bought, like, the weirdest fucking beers you've ever seen. They were, like, most of them were shandies. It was, yeah. like, watermelon shandies. Like, the, anything that didn't taste like beer is what I was yeah. going for. So you didn't pivot to, like, Boone's Farm or something? No. I didn't. I didn't no, exactly. <laughs> no no quasi-liquor. Yeah. Let's put it that way. So I bought, like, 18 of these weird-ass fucking beers we go down to the beach, and, every, and there's, there's like 20 people that all know each other. They're all friends, mm. and married, and intermarried. Not intermarried sounds fucked up. But they all know each what other. What kind of people is your wife? I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're at the beach, and we're drinking. And me and Jeff are conversating, and that's the guy. The only We're the, the wolf pack now. Yeah. And this, you know this girl even though you don't. She comes down, she's wearing a camouflage hat. She's that trashy Southern, kind of hot, but only in that trashy Southern way. Yeah. Blonde hair, tan skin. You could tell she's added 10 pounds. She's probably 26, 27, but she's just now recently added that 10 pounds and but still kind of sexy. She's still bleaching that butthole, Still though. bleaching the butthole, definitely. <laughs> still waxing, still bleaching the butthole. Hmm? 
I'll just say, go ahead and press. Oh, we're gonna play. go press play. That, play. that way, it's running yeah. since we're since we're running deep on on forty minutes. Yeah, we might split this one. But uh, she's one of these women that just comes over and can talk to anybody, like your best friends. Yeah, and that's not a problem. In fact, that's kind of cool. Like you can just sit down with random strangers and start talking. Yeah, that's but the it, reason my friend group is so small because I, I don't know how to do that. Right, I no way I could do that. <laughs> She sits down, and what drew her over was my weird ass beers because they had—they looked like a fucking what are those barbershop cans? It, it looked like the paint on it on this yeah. can looked ridiculous, and it drew everybody over. Like at least seven people were like, "What are you? What the fuck are you drinking? What are you? What are you drinking? Like are you juicy juice?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What'd you bring? Like some fucking? It's squeeze it. Is that can? Is that clearly Canadian? Like what are you? What are you fucking drinking? And so they they walk over, and she's like, "What are you drinking?" It's shaving cream. Yeah. And she starts talking, and I'm going to give you the, to my best knowledge, exactly what we heard that day. And it's become a famous story now. Mm. She walks over, she's, she says her name, we're like, she's like, who are you? And I said, yada, 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 gave her the whole backstory. And she said, did y'all go out and get fucked up last night? And I was like, no, no. After rehearsal dinner, we just kind of went and had a few drinks and went back to bed. No big deal. And she, I, I'm just going to get this out. No more nonsense. She goes, Man, we went out and we got fucked up. I probably had like 10 shots of tequila and we went back home and I don't even, I blacked out. I have no idea what happened. I wake up this morning, my hair's all amiss, I stink, <laughs> my breath is horrible and I'm, <laughs> and I'm cum-faced and I don't even know what happened. <laughs> and she keeps talking for about another two, three minutes and she goes, you know what, hold on, I'm going to go talk to these people. I turned to my new friend. <laughs> the, other, we, the other lone wolf. The other lone wolf. And I said, did you hear that? <laughs> and he said, yeah, I heard that. And I said, just to be clear, I want to go back and re- rehash what this woman just said to us. <laughs> she said that I woke up, my breath stank, no big deal. Yeah. Standard for most people. Right. My pits are stinky. Okay. Yeah. Right. Hair's a mess. Of course. Come faced <laughs> Quote, yeah, come faced. That could mean a number of things. As if that was not a big deal. <laughs> and I knew that she was married. Yeah. She had already told us, like, that's my husband down there. So I can only, I hope. You look at her, I bet that guy packs a big load. <laughs> the the come facing was done by him. But here's my thing when, when you tell two total strangers, especially men, that you were come faced, that implies. That he shot a huge facial <laughs> after a night of like exorbitant yeah. drinking. Hold on, shot his shot his huge fucking load all over your face, but you didn't at least wet wipe it off. <laughs> you just laid down. Like uh, it's like the movies, you know. They have sex in the movies, and then they just you know they just kind of embrace and, and go to back to bed. No one's ba- shoving it and out. In real yeah. life, it's like all right, and they, 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 you sort of do the. I just got off the horse walk <laughs> to the bathroom to wipe down. <laughs> You know, you pee it out. You pee it out. <laughs> you gotta make sure you don't get any UTIs or anything. <laughs> but that's my point. You know, so, so and then you bring the you bring the towel back to your husband so he can wipe off whatever's right. left on him. Right. But in my mind's eye, I literally saw this drunken lady just go like, just take this huge load to her face. <laughs> now you're studying like, is can you spot where it's? <laughs> <laughs> it was just like so. She tells me this, and I, and I, I turned Jeff, and I was like, "So that means she just took the load, yeah, and 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 
in her drunkenness, we'll assume she might have been blacked out. But in that drunken state, she said, I'm going to leave it. And just put her head on the fucking pillow. It's good for your skin. Right. Just rub it in. See, cum face to me could mean what we're saying, or it could or it could mean that her face was just was frozen. Maybe she had an orgasm. In an orgasm expression. Mm-hmm. No. No. But she was wearing, less likely. She was wearing a camouflage hat. <laughs> a mossy oak. Yeah. A mossy oak camouflage hat. It's like that and, her, and her bikini was an uh, American flag. Okay. Yeah. So this lady took a facial. <laughs> and just left it. That's my husband down <laughs> He blows big loads. She Had she said that, I would be no less shocked than what I actually heard. And here's the funny part. So she tells me that, and I'm in a, kind of a, a state of shock. And I text Leah, and I say, that's my wife. And I say, because she's up getting ready with the rest of the you know, bridal party. Yeah. I said, this girl down here just told us she took a facial, and she called it, what, what did I say? Cum-faced. Cum-faced. I put it in quotations. She, in turn, tells the story to the bride, who knows everybody, because it's her wedding. The bride immediately says, oh, that's so-and-so. She knew immediately who took the facial, who left it on their face, and here we are. Oh, she gets gets loads in the face all the time, and she she likes to leave it there. It's like her thing. It's been her thing since college. She got bukkakeed one night by like eight different dudes. We just found her. Look at cobweb. That's why she has you? to fake tan so much because, <laughs> because it, it gets discolored. But you would it just, bleaches. You would, I just think I yes, I I don't have any frame of reference here, but I would just imagine that she would have someone. Take you that. at the very least just with your own hand, just kind of like just get the most get most of it, and you know wipe it on your leg or something. Yeah, so that's that's my with all our weddings coming up. I still think that's my strangest encounter. Well, I think I know the name of this episode. Yeah, well, you do. And yeah. the funny thing is about that is that having said I'm a wallflower, I had such a good time at that wedding because after I was once we got there, mm-hmm. I started drinking what I prefer, sure, hard liquor, and then it became a real fun. I was doing the worm, I did the one arm push up where you kind of hump the, hump the so dance you, floor. You dance at the weddings. Oh yeah, I'm a dancer from way back, and it's not really dancing. It's just yeah. kind of doing whatever vibration or hump move I have. But many, many months later, the bride of that wedding was having a party at her house. She's, you know, married now. And, and all the people were like, hey, where's that really fun guy <laughs> that was at your wedding? He was, it's always the same. Always the same. They say, well, he was kind of pudgy. <laughs> like, uh, fuck you. He had blonde hair <laughs> and he was kind of pudgy, but he was so funny. Yeah, I had a good time, but that cum face has stuck with me for a long time. You know, time. Uh, as as ridiculous and just outspoken as she was, props to her. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah, like that's own like, it. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, not not even that. It's like you're will you're willing to do what you know that most guys like. And I still don't know if her husband did it. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's the, that's that's the real. In the air. That's the question mark. Really? Yeah, it's like I I don't know. Somebody somebody blew a wad in my face. <laughs> My, I could get my fucking contact out. I'm only actually seeing clear out of one eye. I was wearing this mossy oak camouflage hat the whole time. I'm concerned about the B.O., the, the jizz on my face. <laughs> eh. <laughs> oh, let's talk about some Sopranos. <laughs> sopranos. Yeah, speaking of cum face, we're looking at Olivia and... Uh, Uncle and June! Here. We've, we've rolled into episode six of the show. Uh, this is kind of, from what I remember, it's been a while since I watched this season, but this is kind of when they start 
there's the it's the seed of scheming about taking Tony out mm-hmm. starts to form. Yeah, because he's visiting her on the regular at the old folks' home, uh, and seeing what he does not want to end up, you know, doing himself. Also, what we missed was Junior's getting fitted for a suit. Yeah, and Taylor he finds shot. out the Taylor's grandson just yeah. died of a drug overdose. So now he's gonna enact his own revenge. Yeah. But yeah, we don't need to do a play-by-play, but has anyone in the history of any TV show had thicker glasses than Uncle June? Not that comes to my mind. Uh, I mean, the, the term Coke bottle glasses doesn't even... Yeah, I mean, they like they magnify his mm-hmm. face. <laughs> like, when you see him without him at, at any point. I don't even know if you... Do you see him without him at any point? Sure, <laughs> yeah, do. you do. When he gets lost in the streets of... When he That's goes right. rambling out in the streets of, of uh, Newark. I started. I started to guess that maybe he's not wearing them when he shoots Tony because he thinks he's Pussy Malanga. Yeah, I think he's wearing them then. Probably is, but he's he's got dementia at that point. Dominic Chianese is an absolute incredible actor, and for those who don't know, Dominic Chianese is Uncle June. I didn't know that. Fantastic. What else has he been in? Now that you say Boardwalk. That? Who's in Boardwalk? Who who's he in Boardwalk? He was the Colonel's right hand man, his lawyer. The Commodore. He had the uh, the big sideburns. Yes, he had okay, the big I remember sideburns. that. Yeah. Dominic Chinese. Well, ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, more, more, Let's have uh, a moment of silence for Tony's naked Russian girlfriend. Oh man, and that terrible tattoo that we've discussed already. Oh, uh, my brother got a huge kick out of that. The, the, the notion bad that like the tattoos you see in this show are what your parents think you're going to come home with when you tell them you're going to go. They're right. They're right. <laughs> she really is lovely. She is. Uh, I'm. I've been. Watching ahead, I'm on episode or season three now. And I do have to say his brief uh, affair with the Mercedes lady. She's, she's she's lovely too. For an older woman, you know, obviously his Russian girlfriend's in her twenties. For an older woman, the uh, Mercedes sales lady is is not bad to look at either. She was actually at the Oscars this year. She was part of the apparently she she was part of the Me Too or the uh, not every, the Me Too everybody. but the the one. Enough? Is that it? It's like enough. I don't know. I've tuned out. Well, you're, I, and you're not wrong. But I'm saying apparently she was harassed and assaulted during her acting career. I I mean, it's all valid. I do tend to chuckle when like Terry Crews comes on TV and complains about about being yeah, assaulted. Yeah, being groped. It's yeah. like it's like. <laughs> It's like you're fucking Terry. Easy. You're Terry Crews. <laughs> Just sock him. <laughs> like if somebody, you know, of course, then with this, you know, not not to you know shift from my liberal piece of shit views, but if Terry Crews were to punch a man that groped him, the extreme left, uh, as they as they call him on Von Hessler show, the millennials, the purest generation that is just like everything's acceptable, would have accused Terry Crews of being um, anti-gay or it would have been a hate crime to punch somebody for grabbing his dick. But it's like, I, I just don't understand a grown man being upset that somebody assaulted him. It's like, well, that's when you shove back. Mm. Like, you can make the argument that w- women can't in some of these circumstances. But if Terry Crews, former football player, ripped and somebody grabs your butt cheek, you fucking elbow him in the chin. Yeah, you're Terry like, Crews, man. Like, hey, don't do that. You don't you don't say you're you don't join the Me Too movement. <laughs> he also know. had a porn addiction. You ever seen him talk about that? No, I, I can't go down that road. It's too close to home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I oh during this whole Facebook 
thing that's been happening over the last week where the people are all surprised that they have all of our information. I'm like, are you, are you really surprised? <laughs> and they're like, well, yeah, your internet provider knows every search history. And I was like, I know that. Yeah. I've owned it. Yeah. If AT&T wants to know how much I'm on youporn.com, that's on them. I don't- I mean, I've thought about before, like, getting, like, a, a phone call from somebody who's like, like, if you don't wire us $1,000 or whatever, we're going we're gonna to tell your family about what you watch. Like, I'll beat you to it. I'll <laughs> tell them right now. <laughs> like, hey, listen, sometimes, sometimes it's, you know, like... <laughs> College girls gone wild. Uh-huh. Other times, it's Italian milf porn. You yeah. know, I, I'm I'm all over the map. Right. You know, my problem is, is when you notice that the the porn websites start to suggest stuff that you you know because based on your your search yeah. history, and I'm like that's too much. Like they, <laughs> they take what I like and they're like you know if you like that, it's kind of like when you shop on Amazon. Like yeah. other people that bought yeah. this also bought uh, that. <laughs> and I'm like they can keep that. <laughs> I like what I like. I mean, maybe, maybe backdoor sometimes, but <laughs> anal fisting? Yeah. Not, oh, well, oh, oh, okay, well, maybe. <laughs> you know what? We'll open it, we'll open it in a separate tab. It's really important to keep an open mind. And we'll open that in a separate tab, and, oh, oh, that one, uh, I kind of need to, uh, yeah, we'll look at it. We'll open that in a separate tab, and before you know it, you have 25 tabs, and it's like, somewhere in here, I'm going to hit the gold bar. <laughs> If I just punch randomly into into space, my dick will like, apparently find right, it. And then I'll find the algorithm. Okay, tab number one, uh, the first three minutes are good, then we're moving on. This, uh, not to sidebar from our U-porn usage, but this is your scene. This is where Tony is getting his BJ to the 50s doo-wop. Oh, yeah. I just love it because it's so unexpected when all of a sudden he starts singing. It's, yeah. it's the first cue that, oh, this is a dream. A dream this isn't real. Yeah. Because if Carmella was blowing him, he wouldn't be singing. I, he might hum. I don't. I don't know if Carmela's done that in a while. She she does. She does. Oh yeah, in the series, and it only happens on his birthday. To be clear, mm. apparently that's like a a birthday only mm. for both of them. To, let's not make this <laughs> sexist because during the pussy eating, yeah, he mentions or that doesn't come up yet, has it? I don't think so. I don't think it has because it involves Junior's girlfriend. Yes, for, okay. and they go down to Boca. Yeah, but uh, yeah, because. Carmel is questioning him on it because she's the one that hears that Jun- yeah. Junior likes to putt from the rough. Yeah. And she and he says, you know, that's no fucking funny matter. Don't talk about this. And she says, I think I can keep my mouth closed once a year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love that episode because the whole implication is, well, if you'll, you know, if you'll suck on that, you'll suck on anything. anything. Yeah. And we've talked Which about this just before. Not- it's like, there, I don't think in terms of the Italian mob <laughs> being concerned about your sexuality... I don't think there's anything a man could do that's less gay than go down on a woman. Like, I don't think there's any gay gangsters out there going, I don't want anyone to know my secret, so I'm just going to eat all the pussy I can. (laughs) That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. There's never been a scenario where the gay gangster just ate all the pussy and everyone said, you know what? He might not be gay. Hey, you know what? We were thinking that this guy might be gay, but it turns out he's uh, the man in the boat like 24-7. So definitely definitely not. No, but what's implied in the show is like, oh, if you do that, you're you're, you're probably blowing guys too. It's like, well, what? If you start looking for rational thought amongst the mob, because one of my favorite writers, I think we've already discussed this, one of my favorite... um, fiction writers, he's not even a fiction writer, he's just a writer, has often worked and delved into this world, 
of not just Italian, but predominantly Italian gangster and mafia stories. Mm-hmm. And he, he, he very clearly lays out that while we idolize in some form or put these, these idiots on a pedestal, these guys don't have the, the mental capacity of an eighth grader. Yeah. And not just because that some of them didn't get to the eighth grade, most of them didn't, but just they're not smart. Yeah. And that, I think if you watch this show enough, one of the things that I love is that people do fall in love with Tony. And Tony often talks about his two semesters at Rutgers, mm-hmm. right? Because that like puts him two semesters in college and yeah. that lifestyle, you might as yeah. well have gotten a fucking doctorate. Like you're a genius. <laughs> but even then, the like boy wonder over here with his right. two semesters. But the the especially in the show, it's very, very clear that while we put these guys on this criminal pedestal and they become kind of the can't find the word for it even though they're, they're e- like they're like a dumb guy that won the lottery well I, i'm trying to say that from <laughs> in terms of like a character perspective like we love tony we love Polly walnuts we love dante but they're yeah. not smart just because they no. own businesses yeah and make money and run numbers and okay they well now you're talking about people. the president <laughs> that's a whole nother <laughs> i tried actually last week i, I tried to watch uh, the dirty money yeah Series that we've talked about on this about like Donald rewatch Trump. it. Well, I've seen it many times. I tried to show it to other people to try to say like, I want you to just watch this. And they just said, "Hey, fuck you." He and won they, because they kept calling me obsessive. I'm like, I'm not obsessive. You don't see my. I don't share. It's like my entire feed. Yeah, is full of anti Donald Trump. Yeah, it's just like. But at the end of the day, if you watch just this one thing objectively, and and keeping in mind that we're not watching something CNN made, we're not watching yeah. something MSNBC made. This is totally impartial with people who you we can verify have worked with and for Donald Trump. Tell you yeah. that this guy is an impulsive child. And well, and the people that make that have made other documentary. I mean, to, to not say just that, him. Yeah, yeah, to say that his is invalid would be to say that every documentary those people made is all it's all bullshit. I know. And the one thing I tell people is that if you don't like that one, just watch some of the others. We were talking about um, was it the, my favorite predatory loans? Yeah, title loans, payday loans. And to be fair to a skeptic, any documentary can be made to favor well, the, well, the whatever slant. the documentarian sure. wants. Sure. But I mean, to to say that that particular one about him is invalid. Is to say that every other one in that series is right, and, it, and it's just not. Uh, you, you they're, they're based solely on fact, solely on fact. But and we don't need to go get down. The, that's when you get the fuck you. He won. Hey, yeah. hey, he won. Well, you don't even get that. You get the uh, what? I think it's actually it's actually it might even be in the Webster's Dictionary soon. The yeah, but what abouts? <laughs> what aboutism? Yeah. Where and it all every single what aboutism now? And is, what about it? It, no, it's not that. It's the <laughs> yeah. He might have done that, but what about Hillary? Yeah. What? Or excuse me. What about Hillary? Yeah. What about Benghazi? Yeah. Like that's who like, gives a fuck? That's just not what we're. My talking favorite about. is when Bill comes up. I was like, "What about Bill Clinton and the blowjob?" It's like, yeah, yeah, that happened. And what's your point? <laughs> they almost impeached him. Yeah, he was technically impeached. Like that's come up. I know you don't like Von Hessler. That's come all up. Hey, oh. whoa. I like Von Hessler. Okay, well, you seemed like you didn't in one of our discussions. I, I like Von Hessler. I like regular guy Von I Hessler because he guys. was the mediating force between Larry's nonsense. Often he was the voice of reason. Not often, always. Yeah, was he the voice of reason? He, I'm just saying it's. I struggle. Yeah, with Von Hessler being on WSB. Well, the thing is, I mean, and I think they know this with that with that station. 
there is an audience they're playing to. For those who might be listening, WSB is a local Atlanta AM station. It's a hallmark in the city. It's, and they, they're, it's, it's not just AM, but they have 95.5 It's as well. news, but they also run Rush in the afternoon. They still run Sean Hannity. Yeah. So, I mean... It's right hard. It's hard right. But the news isn't. The news isn't. The sports coverage with Jay Black isn't. You know, that... But uh, and I, I always felt like Jamie Dupree was a, was a pretty good reporter when he would call into boards. Did you hear about Jamie? No. Oh, sidebar. And for those listening that aren't Atlanta so or centric, even though Jamie is actually syndicated nationwide, he's lost the ability. He's he's dealing with a, a uh, something in his brain. It's, it's unidentified yet, where he can't signals come to his brain, but he can't he can't actually speak the words. Oh, jeez. So what he's I read about this yesterday. It's insane. He puts a pen in his mouth, mm. and it helps him speak. But he he actually hasn't been on the radio. Wait, I haven't heard him. In you a haven't long heard time. him in a long time because they can't put him on the radio because he can't articulate what he's trying. His brain is totally functioning. Yeah, but he can't articulate the words. His, there's a disconnect between brain and mouth. Yeah. So now he's any reporting you hear about Jamie Dupree is simply done with writing. Yeah. Or he'll develop the pieces. He'll write the pieces, but he can't speak it. You know, maybe sad because I love Jamie Dupree. Yeah, I mean, he used to call into Bortz all the time, and I mean, Bortz. Oh, don't. There's one I don't like. Well, I mean, he pushed himself as a libertarian, but he was he's not. He was not. He's a, he's a but I always, I but I always liked listening to him. I liked his, you know, just his attitude about everything. Mm-hmm. But I always appreciated that, despite the right leanings of that network when it comes to political coverage, Jamie Dupree to me always was a very um, voice of reason responsible mm-hmm. news provider yeah and that it, it wasn't slanted in any in any direction and let me preface I love Neil Bortz when he back in the day yeah he, I, I called into a show one of the proudest moments of my life was getting onto the Neil Bortz show and not just getting cut off yeah. after like two seconds I actually spoke <laughs> to Neil Bortz on the radio for I would call it 45 seconds. One of the few books I've read was his fair tax book with John Linder. Fair enough. But I'm saying I like Neil Bortz, but then all of a sudden, even like like a lot of other people these days, he's all in on the Kool-Aid. Yeah. And he does those little, you know, he's retired down in Florida now. Yeah. With his little, with his plane. Yeah. But he'll still do those little pre-recorded blobs and yeah. drop them in WSB and I hear them. Because unlike, uh, and it's clearly like yourself, I think a lot of people that are so anti our current position or mm. who's our our current leadership, they t- it's it's kind of like if you took your standard liberals Facebook and you opened it up, you would see nothing but material or articles that only support what they think. Right, and I think that's damaging. I think if you want to have an understanding, if you want to change things, you have to look at what the other side's saying. So I'll find that sometimes when I'm driving for work, I'll listen to to WSB ninety five five. I'll listen to Rush Limbaugh for an hour. It's a hard slog. Do you have any paper we can rattle? <laughs> yeah. I, I The one I can't do is, is Hannity because his voice is too muffled. Trump's penis is too far down. <laughs> it's well, What it really is is the balls start slapping the yeah, chin. And yeah. it, I can handle the dick being so far into Hannity's mouth. It's the balls when they start yeah, hitting no, the I, microphone. I, I can guarantee you if Trump... It's a stormy situation. <laughs> oh, careful there. By the way, I had a great <laughs> cocktail idea. I think the number one cocktail trending around the country should be the dark and stormy. Yeah. Uh, dark and stormy Daniels. And my cocktail... There's no pee involved, is there? Well, damn it. <laughs> damn it. Sorry. You took it. 
it was just going to be a normal dark and stormy, you know, dark rum, yeah. ginger beer. Yeah. Bit of pee. <laughs> just a bit. A little bit of pee. and Not a- enough pee that you would notice it. Yeah. But just like the bartender just kind of mixes, makes it look fancy. Yeah. Just takes it and just down. You, and you just sprinkle a little bit of Bear Essentials like powdered tanner on right. top. Right. Right. <laughs> sure. And then you, and, and instead of like a like a Copa Cabana style uh, mm. umbrella, yeah. just a little Russian flag. You just drop a little, and not the not like today's Russian dicks flag, and right? Not today, yeah. Not like today's actual Russian flag, but the real, like the Soviet one. Like yeah. Put a little hammer and sickle in there. That's I the love, dark and stormy. I loved all the coverage this week when they're like when they're asking different people in the White House, like, "What are your thoughts on the president congratulating uh, Vladimir Putin?" And they're all just like, uh, uh. Like normally, it's just like it's North Korea propaganda coming out of the White House. Like everything we're doing is great. Everything we're doing, and like these guys are getting questioned that are his advisors, and they're like, I, uh, "What do you want from me? I don't know." But what I was going to say before is the thing that I that von Hessler's pointed out on the show a lot lately is the same evangelical right-leaning voter that would have in the '90s been like, "Well, if if." Uh, his wife can't trust him. How can we trust him? Mm-hmm. In reference to the whole Lewinsky scandal, his whole thing is, okay, evangelicals, if that's your position on morality, if this Stormy Daniel stuff turns out to be true, where are you going to be? You're going to look the other way because he's your guy and you like his policies? Be consistent. This isn't about politics. You were upset in the 90s because somebody got a blowjob at the White House. Well, and, and it was the moral aspect of it that bothered you. So if this guy had sex with a porn star after his wife just gave birth and you don't react, your your arguments are invalid from this point forward. Which, no, they're not. What about Hillary? <laughs> what about Hillary? Yeah. Those guys in Benghazi would disagree. I love every time I get a notice on Facebook that uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders is now speaking to the press corps at the White House. It's always like some scripted North Korean Everything we're doing is great. Jobs have gone up. The president's penis grew an inch this morning. I verified it myself. Like she reads just this script of bullshit for 20 minutes. And it's like, that's why she's frowning. Because she has to keep a straight face while she just reads all this nonsense. Like there was, there are 17,000 new jobs in the White House alone. It's like, I don't think there's that many positions. America worldwide has seen 50 billion job yeah. growth figures, blah, blah, blah. It's like, really? Let's, let's, who? let's play a game. Let's, and then we'll, uh, this one's not Sopranos at all. No. Let's just be honest. There's Tony. There's Dr. Melfi. Moving on. So let's, let's. But I mean, let's tell, what happened in this episode that's, that's interesting. It's, it's the one Pax, of those it's episodes. It's the Soprano episode. Right. You're watching this one basically for just feeder material for the next one. Because the next one's good. The next one is good. Yeah. And I wish it would A could... lot like this podcast. Right. Not every episode's going to be great. <laughs> this one's been pretty good. I've no, I'm not commenting on the on this particular episode of our show. I've I've enjoyed this one. Right. But let me let me let's just play I don't know. I'm not If you were Sarah Huckabee Sanders, right? Well, let's try to find something good here about what would you take that job? Not you as you sit here today. But if I was her. Yeah, just imagine like you're nobody. I I had no fucking clue who Sarah Huckabee was. I suppose if I could is. put some distance between myself and Frankly, Mike I feel bad for the Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Because <laughs> she's always been a Huckabee. Yeah. Someone labeled, or she married into it with a Sanders. I want to see that guy. Yeah. Like, when she gets home at night, what, is, what does that guy look like? Well, you know, my entire opinion of her could easily change if I just saw what she looks like with a smile. <laughs> Not me. I don't think it. I mean, it's I, just like, hey, there's a little bit of a human in there. She knows she's, I, I, I think every time I see her talk, and it's like the, the big hoopla, one of the bigger news stories since we've done one of these is Jim Carrey painted her. Yeah. He did a good job. I thought so, too. <laughs> Even his Trumps are good. Uh, anyways. What about uh, Hillary? He hasn't done a Hillary. <laughs> I'm sure it would be glowing. She looked like fucking sister. Like a, I lost my train of thought. Mother Teresa. They'd have Hillary looking like Mother Teresa. But what I'm saying is she knows she's telling fibs. Yeah. Right? And she still does it. And honestly does a good job of it. Yeah. So maybe like to her, it's definitely, I mean, is she working for a shit bag? Yeah. But would would a lot of other people that are pro- maybe even decent people would they not make the same decision for their own career to say if I'm the White House press spokesman then surely this will yeah move me along you get would me think but with the tra- distance me from my shitbag dad yeah you would think but with the track record of everyone in that White House she's she won't be there long she's a she's just another pen that's gonna fall well she point. made the mistake of verifying that they they did win. The case, or at least that's what she said. Yeah. She, all she did was basically verify that there was indeed a, yeah. a settlement made yeah. between someone involving Trump, in this case, Michael Cohen. I'm with the Von Hessler outlook on this in that I personally don't give a shit if he had sex with a porn star. I just want to hold the tried and true evangelical voter base to ta- I want to take them to task when they look the other way, when we right. find out it's all real, because it's their guy. Right. It's like, if, this, if Obama fucked a porn star, you would not shut up about it. Right. And how it's deplorable, and, and he's just going to lead our country into a, an immoral hellhole. But if, you know, if Trump does it, it's, eh, but, you know, look at all these jobs we've got, or at least that they keep telling us about. I like the thought of George Bush fucking a porn star. Not, and actually... <laughs> George Bush Sr. <laughs> like, let's get real fucking weird with it. In the wheelchair? Like no, now? like in office. Like 90, 91. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh... uh hey, oh, Trump is here. Cold Cuts is here. Cold Cuts, the, the German Shepherd has arrived. Not, not, not gonna come. Not gonna come. Not, not gonna, gonna come. Not gonna do it. Not yet. Wouldn't be pretty. Not, not yet. <laughs> and I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Or if it was H, if it was HW, I imagine he would have gone after like a, a Jenna Jameson. Probably. Imagine so. George, or not HW. Let's do George W. Let's say George W. It would have been Jenna. Yeah, probably so. Or like Brianna Banks. Oh, or old both school. at the same That's, time. Oh, ooh. They did make that movie. That is, like, that, is that a real parody? No, there's a well. No, I'm talking about a porno that I remember from like my teenage years. Uh-huh. It was Jenna and Brianna Banks, Ooh. and that was like the one. What a that, winner! Like when none of us are 18, everybody's like, we, we have to figure out how to see this because yeah. it's like the internet's there, but it's not like the internet now. Yeah. So it's like we may not be able to find it on the internet. So we got to find someone who's 18 and willing to walk into Starship <laughs> and find this for us on VHS. Even like we need to see this content. Uh, I used to work at a place. That, it wasn't Starship. It was like a knockoff. Two brothers owned it. I worked there for like a, a month. 
night shift. It's called Southern Secrets. <laughs> Southern Secrets. Props to the people that work in those stores because, like, you walk into them, and I'll yeah, I've gone into them, uh, and it's just like you know, I'm just I'm just in here, <laughs> I'm just in in here, I'm in here looking at tobacco products. <laughs> I'm not. I might. Excuse me, can you show me your best water pipes? <laughs> But like props to them because it's like you, you go up to that counter and they're just like, is that it? Good. Mm-hmm. You need anything else? It's like it's like checking out a Target. You may as well be buying soap and toothpaste. They it, It's just like, you know, if we are got to buy two, we were, get one special, yeah, right? We were well trained. Yeah. You don't ask questions. I'll tell you this, though. The biggest seller at those places are what they're called incense burners. Mm. You know what that is? No. Euphemistic language for crack pipe. We sold more of those in, a, in any day than anything else. Ugh. Tough business when you know you're selling somebody a crack pipe. Well, yeah, I love when you... I have been in places like that before where you overhear someone asking about, like, a bong. Whoa, whoa. Water pipe. Whatever. (laughs) They're asking about it, and I love when the employee goes, well, what you do is you put your tobacco here, Mm -hmm. and then and it's like, like, God, it's got to suck to just... To just say the wrong word all day. Yeah. Because nobody's buying this for tobacco. Sure. No one's buying this for tobacco. My it's like, it's like my buddy that makes um, his job. He works for a company that makes um, uh, moonshine stills. And they're really nice, really high-end, expensive, handmade in North Georgia moonshine stills for people that want to make their own essential oils at home. Mm. It's like, yeah, that's what everybody's doing. That's why your industry's booming right now because <laughs> everybody's just dying to get their hands on some essential oils that they made. It's like, and I, I asked him, I was like, how is that legal? He said, it's just like bongs. You, they sell water pipes for tobacco. We make, uh, we make stills for essential oils. Mm. It's like what, what you do with it when you leave our store, it's entirely up to you. Yeah. Recreational use, bro. Yeah. My problem was when I used to eat the mellow mushroom all the time. That was right there where, where, near where we grew up. And uh, the manager, I recognized the manager. Yeah. And uh, he, come, he came into the store that one night that I was working. <laughs> Went to the back, to, the, to the, the porno rooms. Yeah. Right. We didn't have like, there weren't like the jerkets. There was no like private screen. I don't think, I don't think they no, have those yeah. anywhere in this state. But uh, he went to the back room, came back out, had about uh, roughly 15, 20 DVDs. All hermaphroditic porn. <laughs> oh, God. I didn't eat that mellow <laughs> for about two years. It's kind of like when they clip uh, Richie April and they decide not to eat at the pork store for a while. Yeah. It's, like, eh. it's just like, I know he's not making the food, but he's close <laughs> enough to it. And he likes hermaphroditic porn. And I was That's out. why you're, you're ringing him up and like, are you uh, a Jamie Lee Curtis fan? <laughs> By any chance? Do you like True Lies? She had great tits in that one. Did she not? She may or may not have had a dick, too. <laughs> oh, is that true? Uh, supposedly. That's one of those things. Well, you want to call her? Uh, yeah. We're going we're gonna to take a break real quick. Jamie Lee Curtis. That's where we <laughs> left off. Two breaks in one episode. <laughs> she is, I gotta say, trading Tra- spaces. Tra- trading places. Trading places. True lies. Ooh. Even with the high-waisted 90s mom underwear, still good. Man. When she gets rescued at the last minute and pulled out of the sunroof of the of the limousine. I just watched True Lies the other day. It's a, it's a surprisingly good movie. It holds Tom up. Arnold ma- Tom Arnold keeps it. What happened to that guy? He's still out there. He's still doing his thing. Is he? Yeah. 
he's got an interesting story to tell because he's a comedian. He's a recovering addict. Uh, he's got the whole Roseanne pass, and he was in the news for a while making rounds on podcasts because he confronted his childhood child molester that molested him as a kid. Oh, fuck. Called the guy out in public and everything, and uh, he, he's got a whole very interesting story. I and had even no though idea. He, even though he's sober, he's still very high energy. Yeah. And uh, when Well, he's some met- people say that when you get sober, like, he was probably high energy pre-abuse. Pre, yeah. Yeah. Uh, not uh, child abuse. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> damn it! <laughs> Foot and mouth. Yeah, I'd- child abuse is never good. Uh, <laughs> clear that up off the top. Let's not go down that rabbit hole. Right, right. Oh, I had a joke for you. It's not even a joke. I heard. So I, I watched. Uh, I told you the other night. I watched a lot of uh, comedians and cars getting coffee. Yeah, Jerry Seinfeld. And he was, do- <laughs> he was with Ricky, our sorry Trumpy, aka Legion is. Always a guest host on the podcast. He's really the third host at this he, point. He really is. He probably has a lot more to say than we give him credit for. Um, but he was with uh, Ricky Gervais, my probably top one or Have two. Have you seen his latest stand-up on Netflix? We watched so it good. two days after our daughter's birth. <laughs> yeah. And my wife was like, I don't think Lee should watch this for a while. Because he's talking about dead babies and shit. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, probably not. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, really, really great. But he was Jerry and, and Ricky go for a ride. Ricky does not ride in cars. He doesn't drive a car. And he was terrified because I mean Jerry was giving him the business. Mm-hmm. And um, watching this thing, and they're they're having coffee, and they're some with a lot of those shows. It always for Jerry. There's a lot of Hitler references. Understandable. Yeah. A Jewish guy. Hitler works on a lot of different levels for Jewish comedy. Yeah, we know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we do. <laughs> but Ricky tells the story. He's like, you, you know, imagine Hitler, you know, the Russians are 20 feet away from the bunker, right? He marries Ava Braun. They have a lovely ceremony. Champagne's brought down. They spend the night. Next morning, wake up, gives her poison, kills her, shoots himself in the head. They're taken out. The gardener burns them <laughs> in, a, in, a, in, a, in a hole in the ground, and the Russians show up. Now, say what you will about Hitler. But that's a fucking terrible honeymoon. <laughs> and Jerry says the part that made him laugh the most was, say what you will about Hitler. <laughs> that was, and it was beautiful. Was like, say what you will about Hitler. But that's a fucking terrible honeymoon. Oh. Yeah, I, the movie uh, Downfall. You, uh, I'm sure of course. It's been a me. They've changed it into... Different videos. Oh yeah, I love when he's pissed off about you know they they turn his 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 just pissed offedness into like anger over the new PlayStation Four or Burger or, King's or bur- burned yeah, a sandwich, what, what, yeah. whatever it is. But that movie, like it's like it's it's such an impressive movie because they they do it so well as far as showing you what those last days were like. It's a it's a very uh, it's a very entertaining movie. Oh, oh, so many beers. <laughs> beers and Zaxby's. I had wings today, and it was the third time this week. Then M&M's. And peanut peanut M&M's. <laughs> I got to say, your toilet is in for a rude awakening. Oh, yeah. If I, I mean, I'll probably stop at the grocery store on the way home and get, like, some uh, green vegetable juice and kombucha for the morning. You so probably it's, should. It's going to be intense. Just to tie it into the Sopranos, can you imagine the, like... When Uncle June sits on the toilet after a peppers and egg <laughs> hoagie, 
Oh, you know, peppers and eggs. That doesn't sound good. That they eat it a lot. I know they do. That's one thing. At one, you know, one of these days we're gonna do one of these podcasts. If you're still listening, again, <laughs> we're sorry. <laughs> but one of these days you're gonna listen to one of these podcasts, and I'm devoted to doing one that we don't even stretch. We no funny stories. We're just gonna do nothing but Sopranos. But it won't just be a rundown of the show. We're gonna talk about the food. That's a whole episode. Yeah, that's a whole episode of. A lot of you cheese. Know, TPTO is, well, of course, cheese. A lot of cheese, a lot of noodles. But the things you watch them eat and you say to yourselves, guys, 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 guys. <laughs> you know, baked ZD that's four days old and now you're putting it in the microwave, mm. or which is good because it makes the cheese chewy. We've discussed that. Yeah. But like peppers and egg hoagies. And then Tony goes on that sushi bit yeah. where he eats sushi five times a week. Hey, he, he comes... <sighs> Heavy breathing into every like kitchen scene to grab the butcher paper and and fling it open. And I don't want the top layer of capicola. Get that shit out of here. I'm going. I'm just gonna shove cold cuts into my mouth and talk while I'm eating. I love watching Tony eat because he does. It's like this method acting thing where it's like I'm not gonna just fork a bite. I'm gonna stab a lot of shit on my plate while I'm talking, yeah. and then I'm gonna just whatever's on my fork, I'm gonna swirl. shove it in my mouth. You have to do the swirl. It's like just eat like a normal person. Yeah, <laughs> but the the food alone and some of these, it's just like clog the bowels. Oh yeah, that's why Gigi dies. Oh shit! He even says it. He's like, you know, my cheese. The the whatever his wife cooked for Thanksgiving's, you know, clinging to his bowels, and he's trying to push out a shit, and he's stressed from running the the junior crew because none of them respect him, and blah 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 blah, and he dies on the toilet like Elvis, like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ralphie gets a promotion to captain, and he's like, I got, I gotta know. It's got to be because I earned it, not because just some motherfucker died on the toilet. <laughs> And Tony's like, what do you want? You're getting a bump. You're going to make a lot of extra money. You know, leave yeah, me alone. You're here because a guy died on the toilet. That's yeah. literally it. You know, in my line of work, if someone died on the toilet and I got his job, I'm not going to ask too many questions. <laughs> if it means a pay bump. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I, I don't understand. I mean, I, I understand the hierarchy of the mafia. I don't understand how it applies to this show because it's like he tells Polly at some point he's getting a bump once he kind of becomes the unofficial boss because Junior's in legal trouble. Tells Polly he's getting a bump. But Polly's not a captain. So what was Polly before? He was a, huh. He's a soldier and now he's getting a bump to... It's like going, I guess maybe the staff sergeant. Corporal? Like, sergeant major? It's, it's like, like a non-commission. But the he's highest. not running a crew because he doesn't ever get to run a crew until uh, after what? Ralphie, then Vito, then Polly gets that crew, right? Right. So what I'm saying is I've always thought of it in terms of they run it like the military. Yeah. Right? So maybe you don't get bumped up to captain and you're running your own crew, but you get bumped up from fucking soldier who has to do all the scuttle work. Yeah. To some sergeant major. Something in between. Well, like and my my view has always been sergeant major. So sergeant major in the United States Army is the highest you can go without being commissioned. Yeah. There's a lot of respect in that position because you were not commissioned. You were a enlisted man that rose all the way up to sergeant major. Yeah. I guess my question is, you know, the hierarchy is obvious in Junior's former crew because uh, Richie April is the captain for a while. Then once Janice takes him out, <laughs> Gigi is the captain for a while. 
Then Gigi shits himself to death. Gigi dies on the toilet. Then Ralphie is the captain for a while, but he pisses Tony off one too many times and gets murdered. And then eventually he's like, and then uh, Vito is the captain for a while. Yeah. And then we find out he's gay. Can't That's have out. that. Yeah. And but it's obvious what the hierarchy is within that crew as far as captain and the guys that report to him. Let me ask you this: based on our diets. What are the odds we die on the toilet? <laughs> uh, I got a number. Well, what else do you do on the toilet? Because that's a factor, too. So I guess what we're saying is that we're, we'll die with our phones in our hand, watching porn of a heart attack. <laughs> and our wives and children and grandchildren, maybe, yeah. maybe. Well, if they listen to this podcast, they'll get it. They'll get it. Like, like, I love dad, but yeah. Jesus. What the hell is wrong with you? My question is... I got it at 40%, by the way, to answer that question. I, 40% I die on the toilet. Oh, and I got to be honest, if wise. you're going to go... Yeah, I got it at 40%. If I'm going to go out, go out like Elvis. Yeah. Just without the quaaludes and sure. the things that got him there in the first... Well, you know, I'm not going to get my hands on any quaaludes, but I'm saying... No one is. No, no one is. But, yeah, like, just go out like Elvis. My, my question regarding hierarchy is... Who, what is Polly? What is Syl? What is Chris? They all get, you know, Chris finally gets his button. There you see it. There's the board. They're all soldiers. Right. So who's their captain? Because they all kind of report directly to the skipper. Well, they, in this particular case, they direct, they go up to Tony. Yeah. But Tony's not the active boss. It's all subterfuge. Right. But like, uh, Gigi. Capos. Yeah. Right, Gigi and Vito and Polly Jr. and or not Polly Jr. The other guy that gets his his uh, gets made the same time Chris does. They all are soldiers who report to their captain, who reports to Tony. Polly, Sill, and Chris, and and um, Patsy Parisi. They don't have a captain. They're just they're just soldiers that report directly to the boss. Are you saying these are plot holes now? No, I'm just I'm just wondering like within the hierarchy of the mafia as far as soldiers, captains and the boss, it's kind of odd in the soprano crew like who the hell where's their captain or do they not get one because they're they've always been right there with Tony all along. Hmm. Cuz my understanding when Jackie Ju- when Jackie April was still the boss was that Tony was a captain and Pussy and Polly and Sill were Tony's soldiers. Now Tony's the boss, unofficially, and and they're all just reporting directly to him still like he's their captain. Huh. So like in the real mafia, what happens when a captain becomes the boss to his soldiers? Do they all just become someone else's soldiers or do they just remain... Does everybody get a bump? Yeah, or do they just remain captainless and they've got the ear of the boss because he was closest to them all along? How does that work? Because they don't ever really break it down in the show. These are good questions. And you just we just saw all the captains, Jimmy and all the guys who eventually flip. Because <laughs> they all get arrested for one thing or another. They're all captains. They all have, you know, underlings. When Chris gets made, Benny kind of becomes his hangaround. The guy who used to be on oh, Benny. Doogie Hauser. Doogie Hauser, yep. So it's just like, what's the hierarchy here? I don't I don't get it. You know what I mean? I do. I don't have any answers. I have never really done any kind of like uh, extensive research. Mm. Maybe I should. <laughs> we do a show about the. Sopranos. I should read more about this. Well, I've done. I know a little bit about 
the foundational side right. of what we call the mafia now, yeah. Cosa Nostra. As far as like the five families, Charles Luciano, yeah, Meyer Lansky, and a lot of those things I knew even before Boardwalk, but you get some kind of foundational understanding, but you don't get the day-to-day understanding. Yeah. And even then, you're not going to learn it watching these types of shows. So you literally have to become one of those weirdos that <laughs> becomes like a mafia expert. Yeah. And I don't want to be the guy that goes on like no. A.J. Benz's crime stories. <clears throat> yeah, know? no, your, your, your ponytail would look totally different. Ridiculous. <laughs> if you took on that yeah. kind of personality. Just, yeah. Like the TV guy from The Simpsons. <laughs> Exactly. Like, this isn't good. This isn't a good look. This isn't a good look. I'm gonna take this out, actually. (laughs) But yeah, I don't. I don't want to be that person that, as a person that loves history, and spent you know a lot of years studying it and wanting to get back to it. I I just can't imagine a scenario where I find myself specializing in uh, the Black Hand, the Cosa Nostra. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just, it's just. Odd. One because I'm so white. We're just white. <laughs> Some things don't need to be known. I like watching Casino. I like Goodfellas. Yeah, I love The Sopranos. That's enough. That's enough. Yeah, it's just uh, when when you understand the hierarchy of things, how they presented in the show, it, it just becomes confusing as to who's who's who and and what's what within the context of this show. I remember that show growing up, Gotti. Do you remember that thing on yeah. E Network? Have you seen the Gotti trailer? For, that they're making with John Travolta. Oh my God, are you serious? It's worth watching the trailer. Oh my God, not because it's gonna be good. <laughs> if it's got a Scientology guy playing John Gotti, it's not going anywhere. Sorry, but Scientologists, please do subscribe. <laughs> Actually, don't. Yeah, we, we don't need you. We really don't. There's no, there's no thetans in the world that can help you. <laughs> there's just nothing there for you. Gosh, I'm kicking myself because I had a thought after something you just said a moment ago, and I can't remember what it was now. And it was a good leaping off point into ridiculousness. <laughs> Cheers! I, I, almost, I almost want to stop in the recording, play it, play the last 20 seconds back so I can hear it, and then we'll just start a new recording. That would so be I, cheating. So I can explain. That's cheating. So I can go into it. Don't You know what I really wish is that we could do this podcast... One, have real sponsors so we could take commercial breaks. Yeah. Two, quit our that jobs. we could have quit our jobs. Three, <laughs> is there anything else you want to throw in before I move on to four? No, go ahead. Because it could be still three. No, you No, good. it's three. Three, I wish we could have live call-ins. That would be nice. You know, speaking of that, I do, you know, we've, we, you joked about it with, um, with Macy the, on, uh-huh. on Facebook not long ago. I, I like the idea of at some point for shits and giggles of getting a third voice on an episode as a special guest. I know Leah was our third guest, our second. That didn't say a word. But she didn't say anything. Yeah. So I like the idea of getting somebody in here at some point just. <clears throat> God damn. Just to. <laughs> I think it could be fun to have that a, one smells like fried chicken. <laughs> it could be fun to do what we do, comment on the Sopranos, but also interview someone, maybe even someone who's never even watched the show. And that's has, what I was going to say. I, if has no frame if, of reference. Yeah. If we're going to bring somebody in, one. You have no we, frame of reference here, Donnie. We, yeah. She, you, you just landed Macy. <laughs> if we get somebody, and Macy, we're, I'll tell you later that you've been name dropped. Uh, Macy, please subscribe. She. I think she is. She she texts me today and says that she has been listening to a lot of the show and there loves it. There you go. Yeah. Well, you know, we gave Emily a shout out. We did. Give Sean. Sean. I, we gave Sean, Sean a shout out. Lots of shout outs. Well, I gave him a shout out. You know what he did? He said, 
I said, Sean, I uh, just wanted you to know that you got a shout out on the show. And he said, oh, cool, link me. I said, no, motherfucker. Go subscribe and find that shit yourself. Quit being a lazy piece of shit and help us grow the program. You know, like, he's oh, cool, link me, send me the link. I was like, no. No. The fuck. John, if, if, yeah, I know you like my voice. <laughs> But you're going to have to do a little, a little work. bit more fucking leg work. I'm not going to send you the link anymore. We will stop doing this show. <laughs> or I'll start talking like a fucking buffoon. <laughs> and ruin my voice. If we can't get our basic... We will turn this show... We'll keep the show, but only play Insane Clown Posse tracks on this Jesus, motherfucker. Jesus, I'm out. You're out? I'm out. Yeah, I probably wouldn't do it either. I actually can... I've never How heard How do magnets work? <laughs> They have a song about that. We'll just bring... It'll be our first Our first guest host will be a true blue juggalo. You know, if we ever get sponsored, maybe something to do would be to go to the gathering and do a live episode. If we get sponsors... <laughs> actually, fuck that. If we just got 100 listeners yeah. on a regular basis, yeah. I will go to that event. Because I've seen a Vice special about <sighs> the Miss Juggalo contest. Just, have you seen this? No, I want to see that. It, okay. So, in the past... It used to be a really sexist show of nonsense where, like, nasty, trashy women would go out there and and, and and just to not be misogynistic, perform in front of nasty, trashy men. It was yeah. just a trash fest. But they would go out there and show... That's t- what Juggalo well, yes, Gathering is. But what they've transformed <laughs> this, like, Miss Juggalo contest into, and yes, mm. we are talking about Juggalos. Yet again, <laughs> but what they've. To be fair, we said I said gigolo the second time it came up. You just misheard me. So this is really only officially the second time we've talked. About okay, good, good. <laughs> so second time, but now it's turned into this sense of female empowerment, which on the one hand is beautiful. Yeah, where the the these women are going out there and they're they're one they're terrible at singing most of them are really terrible at doing whatever they're trying to do on stage in front of these people are they a child juggalos no okay but and that's subjective to someone they might be that's what i was hoping you were leading to no no no. i'm not saying that look what what i view in them is irrelevant they're going out on that stage right now and they're they're not just it's not like women going out in thongs and bikinis and shaking ass and that's who wins now face paint face paint of course now they're going out and they're actually like and they're it was weird to watch this documentary because they they said these women are changing the game of the, of the what do you call it the the, uh, the gathering the gathering the they're changing the name of the juggalo gathering and they go out there now and they sing and or put on fucking puppet shows and it doesn't matter how good or bad that shit is it's about they're taking over and there there's a feminine empowerment movement going on at the gathering and on the one hand like I was saying that's beautiful like take away that aspect of like. Just shaking ass and winning. Yeah. Right? On the other hand, you're still like, that's fucking stupid. That's just me. Like, what what kind of empowerment are you really gathering from going to the gathering, <laughs> putting on your face paint, and singing, you know, some song or... See, I was hoping... Because you're still getting sprayed, by the way, with super soakers. <laughs> no matter what you've chosen to do, yeah. like, you can go out there with a grand fucking piano and there's some idiot... Yeah. And juggle a face paint that's still spraying your white T-shirt with a fucking super soaker, and not even a new one. I'm talking about the, n- the mid nineties, yeah, Neon like the ones, yellow, the ones we played with, orange tip, <laughs> white spout, yeah. knockoff, old super. school. This is your Costco or your Dollar yeah, General. No, they bought super this at soaker. Kroger at the checkout right, counter. Right, right, right. 
and you're still getting sprayed and you're still being sexualized, but now yeah. you've just chosen to, instead of shaking your ass in a thong bikini because you're 250 pounds, you've just chosen to, to wear one piece. <laughs> and you've justified it and said, but I'm taking back control of the gathering and of the sexism. Ugh. See, I was, I was hoping you were going somewhere way different than this because I have a, I have a vivid memory and I think we've, we, you could probably relate to this as far as like, like uh, acknowledging it. Like, there's always been the hot goth girl. You know what I mean? Like, Do I know? <laughs> like, I remember, I won't say his name, but I had a buddy who, when we used to go down to Little Five Points, was always like, we got to go to this one store because there's this goth girl that works there with, these, with the goth girl dreadlocks that have, like, PVC pipe mixed into oh, them yeah. that are neon green. He's like, and she's just... She's so hot. And so we'd go there and we'd pretend we were going to buy shit, but we were just there to just kind of stare at her. And so I was hoping that you were suggesting that it's become this thing of like the most attractive women you can imagine, uh, you know, objectively speaking, you know, uh, in juggalo face paint, putting on some sort of show. And it's actually become very appealing visually. What you're describing sounds like a disaster. It is. But I still, really I still want to watch it. But having said that, I, I really was torn watching it, and yeah. I don't want to go too far, too far down into this maze of juggaloness. But it was, I one, two <laughs> things. There's few recurring themes on this right. podcast. Two things. I had never seen the gathering. Yeah. I had no idea what that was. I knew that the juggalos are a very strong band of misfits. Also knew that the government had labeled them as a terrorist organization, which is hilarious. Which is ridiculous and ridiculous. But two. I might find them unappealing, but I don't think that they're a terrorist organization. I, I enjoy sitting here and making fun of them. Yeah. But I don't think they're terrorists. That's ridiculous. Yeah. But, I, you know, I had never seen The Gathering, nor had I ever heard of this Miss Juggalo contest. <laughs> so I had no frame of, I had no context. I came into this totally, you know, a white sheet of paper, you know, clear as Blank day. slate. Blank slate. And they showed the pass contest, and it literally was just, you know, girls shaking. Is all it like the, the Claremont Lounge though, where there oh, is? Oh, the one? Claremont Lounge is classy as fuck. Well, I what no, and, and I'm talking about the comparatively, if that's a word. Yeah. Uh, when you go to the Claremont, there's eight dancers. Six of them are elderly. Uh huh. One of them is very obese. Yes. And there's one who may not be quote unquote hot. Outside in public, uh-huh. but by comparison, yeah, the best one. Oh yeah, is there that at the gathering of the Juggalos Miss Juggalo contest? Yes, where you go, hey, you know what? If you said, hey, go pick one to make out with, I'm going for that one right but there. But that's not your the answer to that direct question is yes. But that doesn't really like it's not good <laughs> because well, it's the same as the Claremont. If you yeah. line up eight women, six of them are over 50, 60, one of them's a deuce and a half. Yeah. And the other one's a buck thirty with only a couple pop marks and just one scar. Yeah. You would go with the, the but you, la- you would go with the last one, <laughs> but you wouldn't be like ecstatic about it. Yeah. Same thing applies here. Yeah. They roll out a bunch of just hot mess <laughs> and you pick the best one. Uh, I'm gonna go with the 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 one with but the, here, but the what face I, scar yeah, but and the neck. Not to get too the Claremont's not a fair metaphor, but what I'm saying is it was a struggle to watch it, mm-hmm. not because they were all beastly. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not trying to be nasty about it. <laughs> I'm just saying that you literally saw these women find this sense of empowerment 
and going out there, and they didn't win. The ones they because re- it's like any other documentary, they really only follow and and give you biographies of two or the three of the, yeah. of the twenty. Sure, contest. You don't know, yeah, who all these people are, but you follow a big girl, like about a deuce and a half. <laughs> she had neon green hair. <laughs> Why not? Had the uh, what's that tattoo? The hatchet, man. the hatchet man tattoo. They all have that, right? Huge fan. She gave us her whole background of how long she's been listening to the Insane Clown Posse, how many times she's met uh, Shaggy and Two Dope or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I only know it because I, I liked Eminem when I was a kid, and he used to make fun. He had a beef with them. Well, I love, there's a great picture meme of uh, the big Insane Clown Posse guy, yeah. which, whichever one he is, Guy Fieri, <laughs> and the singer from Smash <laughs> And the picture Perfect. is, you've never seen all three of these men in one place. <laughs> it could be the same man. Could they all be the same? <laughs> no way to know. No way to know. Yeah. But you follow the big one, and you follow the skinny one, and they just find an incredible sense of identity. And you can't, it, I, no matter how much we sat here, we could make fun of them all night. It wouldn't matter. In fact, it would just feed that sense of like... Yeah, I'm cool with that. This is who I am. Yeah. And they're, that is kind of awesome. They've kind of taken on this role. They know who they are. They know they're not going to win this <laughs> Juggalo contest. And they still go out there. That, yeah. that I admire. It's like, you. yeah, you know you're 250 pounds. It's kind of like... You the, know you're going to get on that stage and you're not going to win. Yeah. And you still go out there. You still have pride. And you take incredible pride in it. That It's a sense of bravery that I think could actually be good for anybody. It's kind of... Do you remember the show that IFC had for one or two seasons about the beards? The beard competition show? Oh, I show? love the... Uh, yeah. It's kind of like the guy who was from the... Is this going to be lowbrow? Are you going to attack no, me? No, no, Because I listened to episode four the other night. <laughs> And I he, I did not insult you the first time. You took offense. Well, then you really wrote it. You well, really, well, once you took offense, I saw an opportunity to have well, fun. Well, you did. But mind you, I watched those shows with a, a little teary-eyed. I watched <laughs> the beard competition shows. What I'm getting, what you're so- telling me about, reminds me of the husky, dark-bearded guy from the Dallas club that uh-huh. only, that only yeah. had the yeah he had the side kind the, of the the he called it the Donegal, mm-hmm. the whaler, the no mustache yeah. beard. He. Lots of pride in his beard and in his and in his beard club. Also participated in all of those, knowing full well he's not going to win, but he did it anyways because he had a real. Sense it gave of, him a sense of pride. Yeah, that's yeah. what it reminds me of. Oh God, I think it's these beers. I think this beer was a bad beer. It's, I mean, it doesn't taste great. It's not. It's not good. I don't. You know, it's. I don't want to say that who made it. Because we might need a sponsor one day. Yeah. But uh, Sweetwater, you really got to get better. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've had some good Sweetwaters, but this grass monkey. It's it's, it's dry. And it's not even a good pun. You you, you went for, bra- it, it's just, you went Beastie Boys. You're trying to be clever and you made a, this is a shit mess. It's Well, the thing is, is I just looked on the can. It's only a 5.4 alcohol percentage. It's like drinking a Coors Light. <sighs> Oh, no, at least Coors Light goes down. I mean, you struggle with that aftertaste, but it, you can convince yourself that you're hydrating. This, it's it's rough. Like, it's it's dry, and it's... And it's I, got... Now I know. I don't... It's got lemongrass. It's not... I don't... One, if I want lemongrass, I'll go into the Old Fourth <laughs> and go to Kale Me Crazy and have a shot of it. I don't need it. That's wheatgrass. Is it? <laughs> yeah. But you could probably do it with lemongrass. I just I just made myself look a real bitch. 
<laughs> I could have left it you alone. You could have left that alone. Left one of our future <laughs> caller ins. This is why I think call ins would be good here. Because we say a bunch of nonsense. We could do a call in. It just we'd yeah, have to do it with your the, phone, yeah. and we'd have to kind of hold it right here. I I've thought about that before. That. Do you want to call somebody? Let's see. You want to call your sister? Let's do it. It's four hours later there, anyway. Yeah, well, good job knowing time zones. It's three hours. Well, whatever. <laughs> I have one. Tomato, potato. Oh, no, I got a good one. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Hold on. Let's, I should probably put it on speaker. It's my favorite way to miss say that. <laughs> Hold Use on. your volume all the way up. Yep. This is going to be bad if he doesn't answer. Oh, he better fucking answer. He's not doing anything. He's probably watching TV. That's the worst part. Is that he won't answer it because he's watching television. Hey, this is Tom. Sorry, I missed your call. <laughs> well, let's leave him a message. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Hey, Sean, this is Austin and Brent. Hey, you're on live on episode six <laughs> of this pod thing of ours. And guess what? You didn't pick up the phone. You fucked up. <laughs> WFCK, the BAM, will not be sending you your weekend passes to the Bruce Springsteen concert. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, we were just trying to get an idea of what it would be like to have a call in to the show. And if we could have it strong enough on the mic that they could hear your voice if we had you on speakerphone. But you fucked the whole thing up. You blew it! (laughs) (laughs) And now we're going to hang up and... We're never going to call you again. This is it. This was your one opportunity. you hear this and your butt hurt and sad and... Like, fuck, I want you you on the show. I want you to think about this. This is like your third (laughs) shout-out of of six episodes. It's the third time you've been shouted. And now... And I don't even know you. You don't even... He doesn't even know you. And this is your initial... (laughs) The first time we've ever called somebody, you didn't pick up. I want you to remember this moment. At 8.38 is when we actually called you. Now it's 8.39. When we have 20 million listeners... You're, you're really going to regret this. You could have been the one. But now, such is life. They're going to cut your dick off, Sean. <laughs> yeah. Talk to you later, you dick. Okay, so that didn't work out. Didn't work. Didn't work out. Do we want to try one more time? Because we do need to hear a we phone do, voice. We do. Uh, let's if, see. You know, if and when we ever get uh, Tony Cicero, uh, Polly Walnuts, to be a guest oh, on the show... God. It's probably going to be by phone. Who He's would? not going to come to your living room. Oh, you know what? I got a good one. <clears throat> I know just who to call. Okay. Tell, talk to the viewers for a second. Oh, to be honest, I'm, I'm, I'm out of things to say unless I want to dive back into Juggalos. <laughs> Let's avoid. Ooh, no, I, I, I wanted to bring this up. Have you ever seen the video footage of the, the really big man with the panis getting a lap dance at the gathering of the Juggalos? No. We got to watch that. We'll watch it. If the second one doesn't work out. If this doesn't work out, we're, I mean, who, who are you trying now? What's up, buddy? Hey, buddy. How's it going? Hey, I just wanted you to know you're live right now on episode six of this pod thing of ours. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> well, who we have here, what we're trying to do is determine if we can have future call-in uh, people that can be heard via our speaker, via my phone's speaker phone. Yeah. So I want to introduce everybody. If they can hear him, hopefully this works out. This is Banks Hickman. 
everybody. <laughs> One of our. Um, before I begin, full disclosure, uh, <laughs> we, are, uh, we are allowed to cuss, correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 You're not, this is not regulated by the FCC. Yeah. You're on a podcast. No worries. Uh, FCC, please do subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> I knew we called the second best right person. We tried someone else in full disclosure. You know what? This is a good call, though, because he's probably our number one fan. Oh, he's our number one fan. And we should have gone here first. Banks' biggest concern when your baby was born was if we would continue the show or not. And we are. She's upstairs. Uh, we just shut her in a room so we couldn't hear her crying. Nice. Banks, since you are a fan, give us like, you know, your favorite moment of the show so far through episode four. At this point in time, episode four is the only most ep- recent, the most recent yeah. episode out. So highlights. What do you like? Oof. Two best cold cuts. <laughs> big fan of big fan of cold cuts. <laughs> okay. But mostly keep up the Holocaust humor. <laughs> okay, so you did understand the context, though. We're not making. Okay, well, you know what? You know, let's. It's we don't need to go back. We don't. We don't, we don't need to rehash. We shouldn't go back down uh, that road. Agree. Agree to disagree. <laughs> okay, everybody. That was uh, Banks Hickman live from WFUCK. The Bam. The Bam. Thanks, mate. We'll we'll uh, we'll take a listen. Yeah, we'll see. If, we'll, we'll see if we can actually hear you. We're gonna stop and uh, rewind it, I think, and yeah. uh, we'll go from there. And if this works, we'll I think we have a great uh, yeah. co-host. Yeah, I would agree. Or at least a welcome a guest visitor. Yeah. Would sure. you agree? Would oh, you? Without, without a doubt. You'd be willing to come back. I take it. Oh, without a doubt. Oh, he's back. Okay, so we'll let you know. Thanks for picking up your phone. All right. Love you. <laughs> and there we have it. There you go. You know, so I, we I want more the, cold cuts and a lot more Holocaust humor. I'm going to say no and no. No and no. Those cold cuts make so many fucking weird noises. Well, <laughs> at least they don't make you, like the M&Ms have taken you to a different <sighs> level. I think it is the M&Ms. Well, I'm sure it's. Could be, could be this too. It might not help that you were drinking mm-hmm. ha- hoppy wheat ale with lemongrass. This is a bad idea. Not wheatgrass. You know, it's you got in my head when you're like, do you does every beer you drink taste like pine or whatever? <laughs> you drink a lot of pine cone beers. But I like the IPAs. My uh-huh. digestive system is used to them, uh-huh. and they don't make me feel shitty. I just feel full of beer. I got no buzz. This is not good. You feel full of beer, but no buzz. So, wait a minute, because you're a connoisseur. The IPAs are stronger. Typically, yes, unless you buy a session IPA. Because a lot of beer, craft beer makers figured out people love our IPAs, but they're six and a half, seven and a half, eight percent ABV. That's a lot of alcohol by volume. So, if somebody likes the taste of an IPA, but wants to be able to crack a few at the beach or the park or whatever in the summertime, we need to dial down the alcohol. Mm. So there are session IPAs that are like 4%. We're talking less alcohol by volume than a Coors or a Miller Lite, but it's got all the punch and flavor that IPA drinkers like. So you can have several and not get carried away if you're at the beach or whatever. Oh, you know, speaking of the beach, because I think we're at the point now where this is going to be our only one tonight, so yeah. we might split it. And that's fine. We can do a part one, we're, part two. We're okay. Uh, episode four is about this long. Uh, we might still split it, because I'm just going to throw... I'm, I'm not done, is what I'm saying. <laughs> but the favorite part of the beach, and going back to the cum face story an hour ago, <laughs> when the best part of the beach is when you've been day drinking, out in the sun, 
Mm-hmm. Got you. And when you're smart, as you should be, layered up with suntan lotion. Or not suntan lotion, but sunblock. Yeah, or if you're a fat guy, wear a t-shirt. It T- hides it all. Oh, I do. I do. Well, <laughs> they don't need, people, don't, people don't need to see this. It's just bad. Yeah. But. It's because you're Scottish. You're pale. E- well, are we? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so when you're at the beach, do your research, Carrie. Yeah, <laughs> come on, Carrie. Uh, when you do, when you do this stuff, you go to the beach. You have a great time. The best part of the beach is when you come off. You've been day drinking all day. You go up. You take that shower. Yeah. Right. You wash off the sand. Get all that you gritty, w- gritty you, off. You, of you wash off the sand. You wash off the sunblock, and then you and you lay down in your bed. And for me personally, I have a fan no matter what. It doesn't fucking matter if it's winter or summer. But I have my fan blown on me. Yeah. And you don't need any covers because that skin cancer is keeping you warm, <laughs> right? That radiating sun is keeping you warm. And you lay there on top of the sheets, fan on you, fall asleep, four hours, wake up, dinner time. Perfect. Then we have different beach experiences because I've never done what you just described. What do you do at the beach? What I do at the beach, I also drink beer. I think 10 a.m. is the earliest acceptable time because my— Oh, agree to disagree, like, like Banks said. <laughs> like my it's my, the beach there's no rules well no but I mean routinely we wake up at you know eight-ish you know especially with the kids now sometimes even earlier oh my god I have a kid you eat some breakfast fuck and the last few beach trips I've taken have been with my mom and dad because they love they <laughs> like the beach is their thing they consequently love the last few booby bars you've been to have been with your mom and dad the exact another story though I've mentioned we've already talked about it um, but the routine has become Wake up, do some breakfast, maybe go grab donuts, maybe Pappy cooks breakfast, mm. maybe we just do some cereal and, and, and coffee. Um, but inevitably, me and my dad will take a load down to the, the beach. We'll go set up umbrellas and chairs. That way there's a little bit less to carry with all when, the kids. The time, it's a great strategy. Yeah. Um, so by the time everybody is down at the beach, it's 9, 9.30, 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and me, I'm sitting there maybe a half an hour, and it's like, shit, I'm, I'm ready to crack a beer. The day is, the day is young. And uh, <laughs> for me, the best part, the, one of the best things you can do at the beach, and this is probably giving away a little too much about myself, Ooh. you have those beers, you get that great hot weather watery-eyed beer buzz going, and it's time to pee. Uh-huh. And you go out in that just relaxing, perfect-temperature oh, ocean. Oh, man. And, and there's you, nothing wrong with it, but it's still gross. Everybody does it. Everyone does it, but it's still fucking Nobody, gross. Nobody in, in the Gulf, on the Gulf Coast. It might actually improve the Gulf. Nobody is getting <laughs> up and walking to the condominium to pee in the bathroom. Everyone is peeing in the ocean. Oh, you can hear strangers talking about it, you know, 15 yards away. And there's just no better feeling than being a little too tipsy and just letting loose. And then getting back in your chair, maybe a cold bottled water, hydrate a little and start over. Uh-huh. <laughs> and what we typically do, you know, my dad's favorite thing to do at the beach is to sit on the beach until the sun goes down. Huh. You actually watch the sun go below the water line. Sure. And then you go up. And we shower and, you know, drive somewhere for dinner. And then, you know, by the time you're done with dinner, you're you're in bed by eight. Yeah. Because you just run you've just been run ragged Here's all day. Here's my thing. I 
That though, that scenario just because we've is, pre, is pre kids. No, no, no. I that scenario it. is pre kids. Now, it's not quite so uh, laid back because you learn quickly the first year you go down there to the beach with your one or two year old. You, I can't drink as many beers because they want me to get up every five seconds. Yeah, and so you kind of have to pace it more once you become a, a parent. Man, I have a lot to learn. Yeah. You gotta. Well, here's my thing, and just because we've gone down this realm of beach life, and I, I brought it up because I just said it today. I just, I want to go to. I, I need to be around bodies of water. It's nice. It's too bad. I mean, we're all gonna be in in Redondo Beach. It's too bad that the water is so cold on the the left coast, because I've been to. Wait a minute. You're telling me that we can't get in the water? It's you July. Can. You can, but you're gonna freeze your ass off. Really. Brian and I, you've probably seen the pictures when we went to Malibu, famously told all of our family and friends that we were not going to take bathing suits because we didn't want to. What they didn't know is the day before, we had bought in square boxer brief shaped Speedos at H&M and we're going to get a laugh at Racist. everybody. <laughs> Can't believe you bought that. Well, this was back in the day. We're going to cut this podcast off. <laughs> is H&M racist? What yeah, that? they did the thing with the kid, the black kid, and oh, it said yeah, your yeah. favorite monkey yeah, or whatever it was. That. What the fuck? This is before that. We're safe. Uh, kind so anyways, of. You're tainted. So anyways, you know, everybody goes down to the beach. They're shedding layers to get into their bathing suits. And, and everybody thinks that we're just being, we're poo-pooing the beach and we're not going to participate. We shed the clothes. We're down to Speedos, which nobody's expecting, and we Baywatch run into the Pacific Ocean. And as soon Who was Yasmeen? I, I imagine I, Brian was Yasmeen. Okay, I was going to say me. You were you? Whatever. You were Yasmeening? Uh, whatever. <laughs> I'm bouncier. <laughs> yeah, you're more Yasmeen. <laughs> I like that. As soon as we hit the water, we just you, you can no longer breathe. And this was... Either July or August. This is like the, really? the hottest it gets. The Pacific Ocean is it's not the same. Ice water. Uh-huh, okay. The beach is hot, but also California sucks in the what they regulate on the beach. There's no alcohol on the beach. What? There's no smoking on the beach. There's no dogs on the beach. The beach is basically there for you to sit on your hands you and frown. <laughs> well, so what we here's did- what I would say to that. Before you continue, yeah. well, at least on part one yeah. of the drinking, you you always sunny that shit. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to tell you. That's you, what we did. You take the sunblock, yeah. empty that yeah. out of the viscous chemicals, <laughs> fill it with booze. Can wine. Yeah. That's kind of what we did. We were warned ahead of time, this is not the Gulf Coast. They're, they, they will arrest you if you have alcohol on the beach. So we stopped at a gas station, bought a bunch of 20-ounce Cokes and Diet Cokes, then stopped at a liquor store and bought pints of rum and probably whiskey, mm. and then just kind of did halves and halves. And everybody shared these bottles that were rum and coke, or whiskey and diet mm-hmm. coke, or whatever whiskey ginger. So we did drink very, you know, in in secret. And uh, the funniest part of the day, although he probably doesn't think so, Brian didn't put any sunscreen on his exposed oh. thighs. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and we stayed in the Speedos the rest of the day. Oh. And so Brian's thighs were a nice lobster red oh, man. by the end of it. When the beach portion of the day ended, we had been invited because of why we were there. Banks, who was just a guest just mm-hmm. now, was an extra in a movie. And one of the producers or investors in the movie was this multimillionaire oil oil tycoon. Magnate. Yeah, mm-hmm. with with this massive cliffside Malibu beach home that was 
open air. So like windows that don't actually close because the temperature is perfect every day of the year. And it was three structures that were attached by open air walkways with this massive yard fire pit hangout area that overlooked the coast. So we spent the day in Speedos on the beach, Brian getting sunburned, and then the night eating like prawns and seafood in this massive home. It was uh, now are prawns the fancy word for shrimp? The big shrimp, the big ones. Yeah, the big big shrimp. But us Southerners, that's I don't know what prawns. Prawns. (laughs) Prawns. What are these prawns? But yeah, it was a. uh, There's more to that trip to talk about. Mm -hmm. I might get into it on another episode. There's a, or I could tell you now. It's up to you. Well, all I was going to say before you continue is that for me, while the glasses are clinking in there. Um, do the dishes. <laughs> I, when we go to the beach, I like the beach. I like to be around yeah. the bodies of water. I do too. However, I'm not the guy that sits at the beach all day. In fact, a lot of people call me like, I don't want to be a negative. I'm not a negative Nancy, but I like to go to the beach for like a two hour stretch. I'll go down there. I'll sit. Oh. It's the beer. It's the beer, man. It's just, never again. <laughs> this is like, it, it's the kind of burp that hurts. It gets into your nose. Normally, if there's beer left here, I would like take it home. <laughs> I'm just going to leave these here. <laughs> Fortunately, we've worked our way through it. Oh, good. It's gone. It's gone. Okay. Uh, however, God. Sweetwater, you really dropped the ball on this grass. This one's bad. Please, Sweetwater, please subscribe. <laughs> And by all means, if you're looking Stop to spon- producing this beer, <laughs> if you're looking to sponsor a podcast with oh. 15 subscribers, we would love to we would have love you. To have you, but we're gonna. I mean, I, f- I think I have a fever. I- <laughs> this one might give you hepatitis. <laughs> Grass monkey, avoid it. But what I do is when we go to the beach, I'll often go down. So much like your your method, my old man and brother or I will go down. Yeah. And set up early. That, you got to get your spot, right? So you set up at fucking super early, 7, 8, right? And then you come back. Yeah. And then about 10, when people are actually waking up, you go down to the beach and you have your stuff. And they would stay all day. Me, I'm a guy that goes down to the beach at like 10, stays for two hours, enjoys the sun, reads a book, goes in the ocean a few times, laps about in the water. I'm going to go up. Yeah. And because... Yeah, you because know, like we're at the beach. What are you doing? Why are you not having fun? I'm like, I did. I went for two hours. I came up and then I watched four movies. This is vacation. <laughs> I'm in the AC. What am I gonna do? Jerk off in the sand? <laughs> <laughs> I tried that. It didn't go over. It's not fun. Yeah, it people, hurts. People and tend people, to call the police. People got off. It was a little off-putting. <laughs> But yeah, no, I, and that's my thing. Like, this is vacation. Why are you not at the beach? And I'm like, yeah, I know. I went down. It was okay. Yeah. It's hot. It's sandy. There's water. I saw it. It's pretty. It smells nice. Yeah. Then I went up and watched uh, you know, four or five movies. That was my approach as a preteen and a teenager because there is that sort of thing of, oh, I'm with my mom and dad. But so that's you, not what I'm talking about. I know, but that what you're describing was my approach as a teenager where it's like, I want some independence. I'm on vacation too, and I want a vacation from... Just everyone, and I want to be alone in the condo, and I want to watch the Hellraiser marathon on AMC. Mm, yeah, but as an adult, I watched Rocketeer a lot. Well, sure. Last vacation, it was on. Well, you know, do you I, recall- I actually watched it. I'm just going to say this: it came on back to back. I watched both of them. Why not? I bring up Hellraiser I because Hellraiser did have a marathon the same year 
of the famous karaoke that we mentioned before. Mm. I don't know if you remember that, but you and I watched multiple Hellraisers uh, in the room on that beach trip. If you, I don't know if you remember. I have to think she's making this noise on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Leah. Yeah. Are you mad at us? I'll save my I'll save my Los Angeles stories for the next one because I have two that are juicy. But if we are serious about getting Banks here in person mm-hmm. to comment, he he'd be a great contributor for one of them. Because he was there, he was part of one of them. I mean, wasn't he like a kid? Yes, but it's a great story. I'll tease that. Just maybe tease it. Maybe we can work him in episode seven. We'll do it on the next one. Well, tease us now. Oh, okay. Give us like a, not a teaser trailer. Give us a real trailer. All right. Well, I'll, I'll tease both of them. Mm-hmm. I was 20 at the time, so I couldn't go drink in public. But there was a, this was a big trip with lots of parents and kids because there was lots of extras from Atlanta that were extra baseball players in this baseball movie. And one of the dads wanted a drinking buddy. And by some means, he managed to get me past the velvet ropes at the bar at the hotel we were at. And, and let me drink on his tab. And uh, there was a bartender that I drunkenly hit on, and that's the tease. Goth? No. Well, <laughs> but that's the tease. There's more to the story, and I'll, I'll elaborate okay, next okay, week. Okay. Second part, at this hotel, there were these either French or German girls that were staying at the hotel that were not ashamed of their bodies because mm-hmm. they're used to being in Europe. So when they would go down to the pool... They would wear bikini bottoms, but they would just wear these very open, like, net mesh, like, poncho tops. So it's just like full boob, like, you, you know, th- through a veil, basically. And we saw them on a regular basis, even saw them smoking a J by the pool. And I remember my brother Brian looked at me like, what is that? Because we could smell. I was like, that's marijuana. Yeah. Um, and Banks had an interesting encounter with them. Okay. And that'll be the tease there. So if we can get him on next week, I'll let him tell his... What are the odds? 100%. It's 100%. <laughs> is it? Is it not? You yeah. want to call it 99? What does Banks have a scheduling conflict? But you got to keep in mind, he was 10. So it's 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 not necessarily racy. It's just, it's an entertaining tale. Oh, well, sure. And I'll let, if we can get him on for episode you keep seven. if. It's not an if. He's busy. Is he? I don't know. Let's, you want to call him again? Let's call him again. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So maybe uh, we'll get him on for episode seven, and we can we can start with L.A. tales. Because might about, be episode eight. You never know. This is a split parter. It has to be. I don't know because if we split it, then it's an hour five. Six is going to be an hour. Five. Yeah, but then they'll just be like three. And to date, three is our least favorite one. It's just a long one. And you know what it is? We're making up for lost time because this will really help. You know, Emily, this is a good one for when that L.A. traffic we're doing really it for, we're doing gets it for shitty. Emily. A lot of shout outs tonight. We're making up for lost time because there's a there's a pretty significant gap between when we recorded five and now. You had the baby, I had all of my shit. You know, I think it's been two Come face, a lot of things. Yeah, it's been like two weeks since we sat down and did this, so we're just making up for lost time. And this one's two hours long. Episode three was barely an hour. Yeah. It's it's even when you look at it that way. Okay. Well, out of the two and six minutes or two and eleven. Yeah. And we're still I going. Think we got a solid three, four minutes of Sopranos in. Better yeah. than average. To be fair, there's not a lot in Pax yeah, you know, Soprano. Pax Soprano is a shit. It's about. not a great episode. But if you're tuning in at this point, you're not tuning in for the Sopranos commentary. Also, uh, sorry, Sweetwater, keep keep in mind for the future. Don't. I, don't, 
I don't think it was the Zaxby's. I think it was the Sweetwater. I still am pretty thinking it's the Sweetwater. I mean, Zaxby's didn't help, but... It never does. No one ever said, I feel so much better. I just had a (laughs) six-piece. Like, the beer is bad in the sense that I'm going to go home and I'm going to drink beer that I like. Yeah, and feel better. And feel better. Like, I'm like, ah. (laughs) Good beer. (laughs) You know, normally I sit in bed with a glass of water. I might go to bed with a beer tonight. Yeah, do it. Anyways, W-F-U-C-K. The band. Signing off. We'll see you next week for episode seven. And we may, we will have a guest host. (laughs) We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. Please like, subscribe, rate, review, and share. (laughs) Share. Thank you and good night. Good night. Good night.